0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown with a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pick a Loaf and Dr. Zom! Don't want to be. This ain't no home sweet home. It's a home sweet misery. We knew when we got here they tried to put us away, but when they see us walk down the street, they ran the other way. we free in Louisiana. We're free in the whole USA.
1: Oh yeah! We are back ladies and gentlemen, silver and gold in your ear hole. Sign the loaf with me, Dr. Zong. Hey, happy Easter. Yay, he is risen motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, oh. Um we are doing a little uh, unconventional love stories this week for Matsuzaka. We're doing uh, some oh, bad guys. Yeah, bad uh, guy from 2001 and a cemetery man from 1994. 19- like you yeah. <laughs> used to uh, like him, right? Well, is that past tense?
2: I, I, no, uh, well, yeah, well, no, I mean, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good thing.
1: Uh, all right. Uh, so we'll get into those soon. Um, how are you, sir, on this lovely Easter Sunday?
2: I had some, uh, good food. I had some ham. I had some broccoli and corn and some sushi, which was very, actually pretty good. I mean, it was, uh, it was, you know, like, uh, uh, store-bought sushi, but uh, I think where my sister gets it, they yeah, make it fairly fresh because I've had store-bought that was like, you know, some uh, that was pretty pretty uh, dry and shitty, but this was actually pretty good. And I can attest to that because I ate a lot of it.
1: Yeah. Fart knocker. Bart knocker. Um, I'm, I'm uh, recovering today from my uh, Doritos Locos Nachos <laughs> evening. Was, you did it. I did it. I had a pile of of uh nacho cheese doritos and i put uh taco bell seasoned fake beef some lettuce tomato cheese sour cream oh baby i enhanced the flavor i enjoyed it quite a bit um, as i said on the facebook group i was hunched over the stove eating it right out of the pan <laughs> nice <laughs> like a fucking animal it was awesome
2: just put your head in the stove <laughs> And like have have the 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 the, the 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 what the what the hell was that? I don't know. I swear to God, I think I'm losing my fucking mind. I can't remember. Some, I mean, it's like I I struggle to remember shit, and then just uh, like late, like maybe uh ten twenty minutes later, I'm like, how the fuck could I not remember that? I just. And then the 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 and the, the uh,
1: I do that all the time. So it's Easter. Welcome to the club. yeah, but I'm
2: not even like smoking anything.
1: Waka waka waka. Um. So yeah, pretty good Maybe week. Um. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know. The, yeah, it was an okay week. I got overrun at the at the mall by people that wanted to celebrate uh, the death of Jesus Christ by shopping. I guess. The,
2: oh, the, the, was it the death of... It's the... The, the, uh, the death and rebirth. The rebirth.
1: Well, Good Friday okay, is the death, so...
2: Oh, okay. That's when... He died on Friday and rose on what Sunday?
1: I guess. I don't know.
2: During the basketball game, or...
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he didn't want to miss the Final Four. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of the all Final Four... All in all, four, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it, go, it, it's been okay. Go Shockers. We'll go for Wichita State now, because wichita yeah um yeah my my bracket was done like two weeks ago so (laughs) um so you are
2: such a jock i do not even i don't even the bracket stuff i have people come up and like hey man you want to do this i'm like no i don't i don't i i don't know i mean but you follow basketball a lot more closely yeah i
1: like like basketball a lot more i mean i I like i don't pay attention to you know the college football at the end of the year the bowl games or anything like i have no idea what bowl games are the good ones i i know the peach bowl only because uh carolina played in it years and years ago and i remember half the team had some kind of stomach bug and it actually showed them on the espn on the sideline all like throwing up on the ground nice. pretty awesome so and that's Did
2: why. You, it- uh, um Do you do the fantasy stuff, fantasy football and all Um, that, or fantasy baseball, fantasy this and that?
1: I did fantasy football for the first time this year, even though, you know, for me, it's just kind of guessing. Yeah. Um, But um, I've never done fantasy basketball or soccer, which seems kind of cool. I have done fantasy baseball a couple times. Um,
2: I do fantasy dating, like the other day, (laughs) uh, like before on Easter Sunday. I don't know if it was this morning. I'm all screwed up now because I get my day screwed up. But I fantasy dated. Um, I'm trying to think who it was this Judge, morning.
1: Judge Anderson.
2: Yeah, well, I actually I was kind of had that in my mind, but since you can't find like her actually stuff happening, I had to find pornog por, porn pornography. <laughs> no, I, I jacked off this morning. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> And I just got some sleep, so, you know, what are you going to
1: do? Oh, and I I guess it's been since uh, I went out of town. We had a little, a second little vacation um, to Charlotte, North Carolina. Let me tell you, Charlotte, North Carolina is trying their hardest to be Atlanta. It kind of blows, so I'm not going to be going back there for vacation anytime soon. It's a very,
2: very big big town that the, uh, I I get intimidated. Now that I have GPS, I probably wouldn't get as intimidated, but I get very intimidated by uh, all the, roads going this way and that way and yeah, yeah, yeah
1: and you had horror hounds so we haven't we haven't yeah. recorded since you had horror hounds
2: um no we haven't <laughs> <laughs> well i will say this okay um it was it was because all our friends were there and when we all did get together um, it was a lot, a lot of fun getting to see everybody, Randy and Lisa, Emily, uh, you know, uh, Jake and Yuri and John Tector was there for the first time, which was cool. And, uh, and, 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 uh, Justin, um, don't want to leave anybody out. Ken and, uh, Justin Allison, or, well, I'm going to say last names or whatever, um, El Goro, whole bunch of people. Sammy showed up for a little bit, uh, and hung out, got to see his, uh, got to meet his wife and his son. His son is. Pretty cool. Got some high fives from him. Sammy uh, gave his wife, you know, sometimes, you know, they don't listen. You got to give them a little sock in the jaw. Uh, no, but it was fun. Uh, we we got to have some good food at the Cock and Bull, which is this was our second time eating there, which is good. Had some uh, good breakfast. Uh, Justin got to see Michael Rooker. Didn't get to kiss him, though. I got oh. to see Scott Wilson. I don't watch uh, Living... Or Flipping Dead, A Walking Dead, but uh, I've always liked him in, uh, um, goddamn the Truman Capote Blood. What was it called? Robert Blake <laughs> in Cold Blood. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> shit. In Cold Blood. I mean, he was probably like twenty years old. He was in Johnny Handsome. He was in uh, Exorcist Three, and I walked right by him. He was standing outside of the Crown Plaza. Him and just some guy just standing there. And I literally walked by him and I thought, fuck, is that Scott Wilson? Because he's got long gray hair pulled back in a ponytail and a beard. But he's a big uh, walking dead guy. So, but I, you know, I didn't say anything to him. If I would have seen him, you know, before I saw Michael Madsen, it was fun. Uh, Emily, uh, we got to see Jake's dogs. I mean, it was just, it was fun, <laughs> but it was stressful because I get stressed anyway, no matter what, because I. I get frustrated, I get fucking hungry, I'm tired, but <laughs> uh, the lines were super-duper long. But once we... Uh, Jake kind of took us around, uh, it was the master of ceremonies the one day, and, and uh, we got to go hang out with him, and uh, John, me, John, Jake, and Justin, just running around buying DVDs, buying VHS tapes. Nice. We went to this big, huge arcade, uh, going to some different places. And uh, yeah, it was it was... It wasn't bad, you know, it's just one of those things and I told uh, John. Uh, it's, it has never really been like that. It's because they moved the venue. Oh. Any other time when they have it and they have it in the hotel, you don't even have to buy a thing to get into the event because you can just go in the hotel and hang out in the lobby, hang out in the hallways, yeah. and you're in the convention. Uh, with this to even go in, you had to buy the thing, and there was line a line that was just around the goddamn block about three times, but it was all because of the walking dead so anyway but it was it was uh it ended up uh, we we salvaged it and uh, I think we had a good time next one 's coming up in September, I think the sixth through the eighth we also have in May the Hawking hills uh deal the outside deal uh, uh, where we rented a lodge, and there's going to be about thirty some of us going to that, which should be, be a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, so we got a lot of look, lots to look forward to in the future, and TIFF's coming up, so we're just kind of, you know,
1: got to figure out which which how to, which direction to go with all that.
2: Yeah, we're thinking about that overlap, uh, overlap. Yeah, yeah, a little
1: bit, but we'll see. Cool. Uh, what did you get to watch this week?
2: I watched. Um, I thought that I was going to get to watch a little bit more because we had a a few technical difficulties. But because I watched one movie that was really long, uh, I didn't get to watch as much. Okay, but we'll start with – I watched CM Punk, The Best in the World. Uh, This is on Netflix Instant. I remember CM Punk uh, just through the magazines. uh, Toward the end of the magazines when they started kind of going away – um, some of them were covering indie stuff, and I remember seeing the name c m Punk and him having a feud with Raven. What about me? What about Raven <laughs> and um uh, I guess you know he's kind of moved up and uh this was pretty good uh, Justin is a huge fan of c m Punk. So he's told me a lot about you know him and his philosophy and everything. So uh, this it actually was pretty good um, and um, had some some pretty good stuff on it. I watched another one that was like A W E. It's on Netflix Instant mm-hmm. and it's the Night of Legends. It was their first pay per view and the main event was Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson against Kevin Nash and a mystery partner who ended up being DDP.
1: Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> No, uh, but it was a bunch of old guys. Ricky Morton hates. Doesn't he hate? Well,
2: so Nash. they kind of had a thing going because Nash said some things about Ricky Morton uh blowing all the money he made, sticking it up his nose, and Ricky Morton came back and said, "You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I lost all my money to my wife in uh in a divorce." And not only that, but he said, you know, the the most money that him and Robert made in a year might have been like hundred and twenty some thousand dollars where Nash was making like, you know, had contract for like guaranteed for millions. Um so anyway, they they kind of got but it was one of those deals where, you know, they they probably really were pissed off at each other, but then they were at a thing, talked about it and said, Okay, let's make an angle out of this. But Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson both look so bad but they're they are very you know they're old but robert gibson got i mean he's really kind of fat like i mean he's got a big gut uh ricky looks so old in the face and his hair is still like that bleached white mullet yeah oh yeah. yeah Uh, Perry Saturn was on there he hadn't wrestled in nine years apparently he was a really bad drug addict and was homeless living on the street and stuff he doesn't seem as steroided up because he's kind of got a belly but I actually it was him against C.W. Anderson and I thought, okay, well, I'll give this a shot. And they actually had a uh, it was a pretty good match. Tommy Dreamer wrestled, Terry Funk. And they had like Sanjay Dutt and some other. Man, this young is guys. like
1: this is like eighties, nineties greatest hits.
2: Yeah. It, it but it was it was worth a watch just to see it. And uh, Zabisco and Dutch Man Dutch Man Tail B uh, and Chris Cruz were the announcers.
1: But oh, it was, I, was gonna, I thought you were gonna say Zabisco wrestled. I was like, What the fuck? Nah,
2: Zabisco did not wrestle. Uh I, I watched I was um, like
1: how, how uh Conan and him, although they make fun of Zabisco on that fucking States
2: show. Six with Mr. Saint, Lo, Saint Laurent. <laughs> uh, so many from Compton, Quebec. Uh, I watched uh, Duck, You Sucker, which is a Sergio Leone movie with uh, Rod Steiger and James Coburn. Now, I will say this, because I know uh, several people said they really love this. I have tried this movie several times. Um. I gotta tell you, it just doesn't do it for me. Really? Um, I don't really like the music that much. And Rod Steiger really annoys the shit out of me. He is playing a <laughs> Mexican and, and he just, you know, chatter on and on and on and on and on. And, uh, I like Coburn in it, but, um, he plays like an IRA guy who yeah. is, uh, in Mexico. But anyway, it's, it's worth a watch. It kind of, if you're a completist. And like I said, I think, uh, There's several people on our group that uh, really like it, you know, so, you know, just check it out if you want and see it. It's called Duck You Sucker, and then uh, there's another name for it, like uh, something about the – I don't give a fuck. Who cares? That's a strange name for (laughs) it. That's what it's called. Um I finally bought Quantum of Solace at Walmart. It was like 5 bucks. I have never seen this and I thought, well, okay, I like Skyfall. I liked the first one with uh, Daniel Craig. So I want to, and and I I d- don't mind this one and I I do think that like some people said on the group um uh, if they would have just made one big movie uh with this and Casino Royale, it makes this one a lot better. Uh, but it's still pretty good, and Oga Korlienko is nice to look at.
1: Uh, <laughs> and uh, I didn't see that one.
2: Oh, she's hot! Jesus Christ! And uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember. But whatever. Uh, the the <laughs> <pop> <laughs> duck. How that Giancarlo Giannini? I like him in anything, uh, and he's in this one. He was in. Casino royale too he comes back in this one uh he was also the guy the uh the detective the Italian detective in um hannibal okay. that uh, yeah so he's he's re- I really like him as a playing a cop or detective or something like it. I watched a game Skyfall I bought it so I could have a <laughs> pad uh, love skyfall um I watched Star Trek first contact uh this was a uh, next generation movie. And this one was actually, you know, I watched the other one.
1: I like that um, one okay. I've seen, like, I've actually seen that one.
2: Yeah, this one was good because I, I had, I had seen uh, the Borg story where Picard gets assimilated mm-hmm. into the Borg collective when I was dating uh, Mrs. I don't or Miss. I don't like giving blowjobs. Uh, that was a long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> They're dirty. No, she did not not like giving them. She did not give them. Never, never had one until after I dated her. Okay, anyway, I watched Barbed Wire with Pamela Anderson. <laughs> um <laughs> It's not bad to watch. I mean, it's 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 all right. Uh Steve Railsback has the Jean, Jean Jean-Claude Jean-Claude Van Damme dead eyeballs. Yeah. Uh t's,
1: t's, Probably because he's in that movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. The uh the guy uh that was in Once Were Warriors uh is her kind of love interest uh what's his name uh tamara morrison he's really good he's got a fucking great look uh so anyway but and you get to see her uh, tits like pushed up on and uh the tit shelf i love the tit shelf <laughs> at the time she was pretty fucking hot and uh, it, it's you know it's a comic book thing, but you know, hell, it's, uh, you see some big titties and lots of uh, lots of leather gear. You can't beat that.
1: Big titties and leather gear.
2: I bought it for like a couple bucks at uh, with Jake McLarge huge at a buyback place. And let me tell you something: people buyback is a really fucking big store in Cincinnati and has a ton of shit. But their prices, some of them. I mean, you'd see a movie and you'd be like, oh, fuck, that's pretty, you know, it'd be like 20 bucks. Ooh. Well, it's out of print. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, it's not worth 20 fucking dollars.
1: You probably gave the f- poor loser a dollar for it.
2: Dude, I was buying, um, I actually bought two Jennifer Aniston movies for a dollar <laughs> and it gave me shit. But I'm like, listen, I think she's fucking hot. She's got a nice body and I'd fuck the shit out of her.
1: And you so can look I, at her for an hour and a half for a dollar. Yeah.
2: One of them, she gets raped by Vincent Cassel. as one with five o and derailed, and the other one was the one. And the other one, there's there's a there's a method to my madness. She's hot. She's got a nice body. Uh, the other one, she fucks Kevin Costner, and then finds out after they fuck that he might be her dad. So that, <laughs> I like that. So anyway. <laughs> Watched. Uh, I watched uh, uh, that documentary "Staircase," uh, which was about the guy from uh, uh, Durham, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and uh, he supposedly hit, they found his wife at the bottom of these steps. Oh, fucking
1: and, Scott something. What was his name?
2: It's not Scott Peter. Michael Peterson.
1: Michael Peterson. There you go.
2: And uh, he said she fell down the steps, and yeah, yeah, yeah. the prosecutor mm-hmm. said that he. But a French. A French documentary crew followed him around and it goes through the entire fucking process from the time that the 911 call was in they're in the courtroom they are with the prosecutors and with the defense while they're talking stuff it's really good and it's like 10 in 10 parts uh i got it on itunes and um apparently uh it was one of those deals where well, I don't want to give spoiler alerts, but they're going to do another one because of things that have come up after Mm -hmm. like nine or ten years. So anyway, and then I watched uh, Lincoln with Daniel Day-Lewis, and this fucking movie... Okay, I'm really into politics, uh, (laughs) civil rights and stuff like that. I fucking love this fucking
1: movie. Oh, God, I didn't know where that was going. (laughs)
2: Not only did I watch it last night, um, but I also found... That where the 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 jack in my car for my iPod. Mm-hmm. That if I plug my iPad into it, I can play. I just listened. I when I drove to my sister's, instead of listening to podcast, I listened to Lincoln all the way out, <laughs> and then I listened to pretty much most of it or the rest of it all the way <laughs> back. That movie, there were uh, Tommy Lee Jones was fantastic. It has so, James Spader's in it, and he was fucking awesome. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones was in it. there. There's so many people? Um, the the guy from uh, that played Sid Hatfield in Matewan, uh, Sh- Strayhorn.
1: Yeah, straight yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He was fucking excellent in it. There's so many people in it that have such. Re- Sally Fields was good. There were times in this where I literally, it, I, I got choked up, just because of the shit that they were they were talking about and how you know and then. My grandma, who was born in 1900, okay, and this takes place in like 1865. So when you think about it, when this is my mom's mom, when she was born, it wasn't that far removed right. from the Civil War. And she had a book when I was a little kid about the assassination of Lincoln and all the conspiracy and all that stuff and um, i just remember going to her house and i was a little kid and i would get that book out and i would just look at the pictures and even as a little kid just thinking about you you know i knew sort of about the civil war and when i was that age i mean i was young uh, but they had pictures of his children in there they had pictures of his wife and then you're seeing that he was murdered and and emotionally as a kid and even now when i was watching that and they show him as a man and as you know, and, and his with his son and sons, and with his wife, and how he dealt with people, and his kind of good nature, and how he would disarm people with his stories and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and to think, you know, all most people think is okay, Lincoln freed the slaves, and then he was assassinated. And then just, but to me, this movie, it kind of made you think, uh, you know, um, it gave a face to his his. Yeah, he fame. wasn't
1: just a legend. I, I, I liked that about it. I, political movies are are tough for me. They're not my favorite thing. That's why the movie that one didn't resonate with me as well. But I I totally agree with you on all the points you're making about it, though. And that, but the I, I did like that about it that they made how that made Lincoln like a guy and like yeah, he you know and, he argued with his wife and called her a dumbass or whatever he did you know told her he needed fine, to go yeah.
2: about you know. That she lost her her one of her sons and how that impacted her and it destroyed her. Yeah. But they were in such a place where this is the Civil War, where you know hundreds of thousands of people are dying. He's in charge of this, and it's such an important thing that you know she resented that he wasn't. Uh, you know we shouldn't have went to this party because we knew he was sick and this and that and but not only that, but then i you know I just start thinking, oh my God, you know uh, what a horrible thing for someone who was trying to do something so important for other people mm-hmm. and uh and then you know people just because of their hatred killed him and in your perspective of history, it's a name, and you know he's important, he's on Mount Rushmore and everything, but then you're humanizing this man and i just thought to myself after this i'm like i want to go and read about what happened to his family after the fact
1: i did uh, after i saw that i you know what i did i actually went and read about all of his kids and where they ended up and uh, and that was pretty interesting and is you know to think like you know you watch that movie and he seems like like a guy and then you think well his kid like his kids, his sons got into politics or whatever and lived a complete life and died. And they were somebody's like great-great-grandfather that probably is dead now too, you know? <laughs>
2: there's, there's people out there right now that are like, you know, yeah, Abraham Lincoln was my, you know, whatever great-great-great. But um, then, and I'm not going to go too far into this because Loaf and I just spoke about it briefly before we went on air. Um, you know, for the most part, with the accept- – and, and you know, we had Dante <laughs> and his opinions. And I'm sure out there to the people that listen to our show or that are members of our community with GGTMC and everything, they probably, that maybe they don't have the same views that we have, but there's a lot of people, and maybe I'm living in a bubble, but I feel like a lot of the friends that I have made online we are, uh, that that have progressive sensibilities and that are for civil rights, human rights and things like that and i surround myself with these people. and so because i'm talking to a lot of my friends, you and and you know all these people that that are that you know really believe that people should be treated equally. and and that's even in the gay, lesbian, transgender community that we're friends with. and then I watched this movie, and it's such a powerful thing, uh, and and not only is it – it speaks toward today because it showed the political process, which really probably isn't that much different now than it was then with right. trying to get people to vote a certain way and kind of controlling them and everything and how people are like – and you look at the – the um, the Defense of Marriage Act right now that they're trying to pass. Yeah. And you're getting the same fucking stupid bullshit arguments based on religious myth and ideology, hatred and ignorance. I watch this movie and then I go and I'm, you know, not gonna say names or anything like that, but I had to deal with some situ with a situation where people in my family are saying things and that are so to me, uh, intolerable and it, it just – I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm constantly with people that believe this by a certain way, that people should be treated with respect and judged by the content of their character and people that want to um, pursue that for everyone. Good people – and I'm not saying these people aren't good people, but they've been tainted – By this bullshit that's passed down from generation to generation. And they themselves will sit there and say, you know, I'm not racist or blah, 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 blah. And then in the next instance, saying things that you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Put that shit fucking away. Shut up. Take that shit. And I cannot believe. And and like I was telling Loaf, it's almost one of those situations where, ooh, there's no – Colored people around, or there's no gay people around, so we can say this stuff and go <laughs> right, right. Or, or, but it's not like uh Richard Pryor or some comedian, or even us at points where we'll maybe talk about like Dante and the Black Gestapo, and we'll make comments, but we're doing it for for a certain perspective to say this is bullshit or haha. Yeah. But in an ugly fucking way, and you're and it just like turn my fucking stomach. I'm like. Oh, my God. And I, could, and I love my family, and I know that that – like I said, that it's like the scourge or the taint of that in every generation that I have seen since I was a kid. Seems like that's kind of going away and being kind of shoved. Progress is going to shove that shit. It's going to fucking – people are eventually going to get to the point where they're like, this is bullshit. Fuck it.
1: I know. And then, and then it's, it's, it's like that a lot with people, you know, and then when you, when you come across it again, especially when you come across it with people that you end up being friends with, yeah. uh, you, you know, you're just like, it. it it's almost shocking. And it, it's like that, you know, if I ever hang out with my, uh, my dad's side of the family, it's the same thing.
2: Yep. Don't, you don't expect it. And you're just sitting there and, and relating to each other, having a great time and everything. And then this ugliness comes out and, how are you saying a human being because the pigment in their skin is a little bit darker, <laughs> and you're judging them all because you saw this, and now they're all like that? Or in the same instance with people who are gay or lesbian or transgender, and you're saying, eh. and then I because of, um, and I've said this before, and you know, and then we'll, you know we'll move on and go to the movie thing, but. Um, I never went to school with an African American until I was in college. Mm-hmm. I was never around that I knew of gay, lesbian, transgender people. I'm sure I was. I just didn't know it because with progress, people have been able to come out of the closet and stuff like that. And now, through our community, you know, you get to meet people from all, and you see they're all, everybody is different. You have assholes that are, all colors and all sexual orientations or whatever. And you have great people. The majority are great people and going to horror hound, I get to hang out with some of the best people that I've ever known. And it's, uh, you know, that, that, that just shows you that there's hope. And, and I think, and the the one thing is, is I kind of feel bad about myself that, I don't just come out and say when somebody says something like that, "Hey man, that's bullshit." Yeah. You know, I try to say it without insulting and uh, uh, you know, trying to take I guess the Lincoln kind of a way, which is to not be confrontational but just to kind of say, "Hey, you know, I don't really care about that. I if I have any issues, it's more to do with something like this, which is how a person is acting or something like that, but not a race thing or a sexual mm-hmm, race- mm-hmm something like that and try and take that road but then just the person just it's like it goes totally through one ear and not the other and they come back with some slur yeah and and, a, and like a sneer or something like that i'm like fuck but anyway this is you know sylvan gold but i just want to get that off my
1: chest. <laughs> it's a good just, movie
2: well i just drove like an hour and a half and i was thinking about that <laughs> like, fuck, i need to talk about this so anyway what have you been watching <laughs>
1: oh that's the last thing um
2: i watched dread uh, again <laughs> nice. and, um i love it it's still fucking great uh and um uh my friend wanted to watch it again and we watched it in hd i still would love to have seen it in 3d now and uh this movie that fucking movie's still fucking great i don't get
1: <laughs> a- so. um, it um let's see i didn't watch anything while i was gone so i kind of i ended up having uh since we've had a long week i've had i had a normal week as far as movies go but um so the abc thing i'm doing um it's really the reason i'm doing it is kind of to cause, you know i i i have i have all of these movies that i've obtained one way or another just kind of sitting around <laughs> and 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 i they just sit there and i end up watching like somebody'll mention something and i will end up watching that and i've got these fucking movies everywhere So, um, what this has done is just given me a chance to just kind of go through the movies that I have already and just like watch stuff that I, you know, got forever ago and then I finally need to do. So anyway, um, I got to, uh, the, I started with the letter N this week. I watched a movie called Naked Violence, uh, from 69 or Irregazi del Massacro, which is a Fernando, Fernando de, de Leo movie from 69. So this is before his, that big, uh trilogy that he did that was super popular in the in our community but um this one was pretty good it's um different it's uh, i guess it's police procedural it's um you have uh basically the movie opens with a teacher that gets just kind of like gang raped and murdered in the in a classroom by it's it's a it's this kind of school that is it's not like an elementary school middle high school or whatever it's a uh, It's a school for like delinquent kids or whatever. And it's a night school. Um, And somebody brings in this big bottle of um, absinthe, and all of them just get obliterated and just maul this teacher to death. And um, so they're all like in a juvenile detention center. And it's the whole movie is is this cop trying to figure out exactly who was responsible for it starting and everything. And it was really good. Um, It's, I mean, it's, you know, there's not it's not the kind of Eurocrime movie with like car chases and gunfire and stuff like that. It's just like a lot of like talking in rooms and him doing different techniques, trying to get the people to crack and stuff. And it was, it was a, it was a neat little movie.
2: I just remembered something. Zero dark 30.
1: Oh, you like that?
2: Um, I admit well, do you want it? Um,
1: I hadn't seen it. So you didn't see it. Uh, -uh.
2: Uh, it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like the, I know that they were showing stuff that actually happened, but I felt like, uh, because I'm a liberal pansy who, uh, does not believe in the torture of human beings. Uh, and I think that, uh, it's repugnant and everything. I felt like the first part of it was almost like watching the passion of the Christ. It was like torture porn. Uh, Uh, and I, and I kind of, uh, but I, I understand, you know, but there's a lot of stuff going on about that, that, um, whatever but I mean I, I I thought it was good but um, I don't know um
1: I have still yeah I mean
2: uh, I had some issues with it but i i I uh, I liked uh the the you know when it when it finally got to like hey let's okay we're gonna go and we're gonna do this thing and yeah. uh, it had a great cast uh, and everybody did a good job well when they finally got down to uh let's go and and you were ready for him like okay fucking let's you know when they go get him in and when they showed all that shit i did see scott Adkins, which you know i uh, and i heard his voice uh he you know uh, breached the door he's like let's breach the door cuz he kind of has that you know like his nose is plugged up sort of um it was good it's it's worth a watch cool. and and it it does it's uh it's very long
1: I'll have to i have to check it out eventually yeah if...
2: check it out i just remembered that i'm sorry
1: That's fun. That's fun. Um, Let's see. My letter O, I watched a movie called The Outside Man. Um, This is, I thought it was going to be a French movie. It's directed by a guy named Jacques Deray, and it stars Jean-Louis Treninant, whatever his name is. He he was in that movie we did, and he was in uh, Amour recently. Um, But uh, Roy Scheider's in this, and anne Margaret, and Angie Dickinson. And it's like all these people were just falling out of the woodworks, and it was a pretty cool little movie. Uh, Jean-Louis uh, T plays a um, he's a contract assassin, and there's kind of a um, basically he's paid to bump off this crime family, like old dude from a crime family who the crime family then kind of hires an assassin to like because they know who he is, and they're like, oh fuck this guy, you know, he, we're gonna kill him, and Roy Scheider plays that assassin this and then after him um uh angie dickinson's not in it a ton and margaret is in it a lot and she has a weird tan in it but has huge boobs that she has out mm. the whole time not naked boobs but a lot but jiggly cleavage so yes uh it's a cool little movie outside man that's from 72 so
2: netflix isn't it, isn't it?
1: is it i, I, I just had i it. think
2: so i think i watched it uh, oh okay
1: that's a good yeah. one um so While I was eating my nachos last night, we were looking for something silly. (laughs) (laughs) Why
2: would something silly be good?
1: I don't know. So we watched, um, (laughs) it's on Netflix Instant, we watched Casa de mi Padre, which normally I would not even approach at all. Um, It was okay, actually. This is the Will Ferrell movie. Um, It's kind of, I guess it's a spoof of like Spanish soap operas and that sort of thing. Mm. It wasn't Telemundo. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was it was dumb and like the, the they did some of the like faux like crap edits where the camera would skip and stuff and the it was funny when at the beginning for this is a good example of the kind of humor in it. He he's out like cattle wrangling. And he comes up on a calf that's just laying there, and he comes up and he pets it, and then he reaches his arms around it and picks it up. And when then the camera cuts to his back, and he turns around, and it's like the fakest looking calf you've ever seen in his arms. <laughs> like it's nice. just a stuffed animal. It's that kind of that kind of humor in it. So, I mean, well, can I
2: tell you something that you that you if if you go about it in the right way mm-hmm. and you go into it with the uh, <laughs> proper uh, seasoning, the, the the mindset that you're going to fucking Laugh your ass off at this movie. It's another one that I forgot to write
1: down. Oh, you watched it? No. Oh, oh. oh.
2: The Ten Commandments. Cecil B. DeMille, Charlton Heston, <laughs> Edward G. Robinson, John Derrick. It has an all-star cast, Vincent Price. This movie, which they showed it on just about every goddamn channel, Easter, and I forgot that we watched it. In HD, it's re- digitally remastered and everything, is so fucking ridiculous <laughs> that I was pissing myself and I'm watching it with like a lot of well not a lot but several religious people and I'm laughing my ass off and my friend Greg is sitting there and he's like <laughs> look yeah when they did that you know and I'm like dude you realize this is a fucking movie <laughs> You may have seen this since you were a little kid, but that doesn't mean that any of this shit... Oh, now see when they did... I'm like, oh my God. And Charlton Heston is so fucking ridiculous. Watch that once sometime. When you are... Eating nachos. Eating nachos <laughs> with the Dorito nachos and all the cheese and all that oh, stuff. Oh my God, the and cheese. And put the finger over the hole uh, and the, you know, whatever. I got I got a uh, an instructional... Um, <laughs> seminar the other night about certain things, and now when, when if, if you know, some of these laws are passed, you know, I'll know what to do.
1: There, there you go,
2: and I won't get so worked up about shit like I did today. Um, anyway, a lot you-
1: of people are going to hate Casa de Mi Padre. It, it was, um, you got a, you got, a, um, what's his name, Gael Garcia Bernal is in it, and also the guy that's always in movies with him, uh, Diego Luna they were in like uh they were in that soccer one together if you have ever seen that one um and they were in all uh, oh, that one where both of them wanted to bang that chick they were on a road trip road trip with oh, fuck anyway um they they're both very funny in it um i mean you know is
2: will Ferrell the only uh i was going to say guy jean but
1: that doesn't yeah he's the only well he's not the only <laughs> white guy in the movie because there's two americans in the movie um, two DEA agents. Everybody else, I believe, is Hispanic. I'm looking through the cast here. Yeah, everybody has a Hispanic name anyway. Um, Will Ferrell only speaks English once in the whole movie. Huh. I mean, it's, he doesn't sound... Is he sound... supposed to be Hispanic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, he sounds okay, Um I mean, he obviously learned Spanish. He doesn't have a perfect Spanish accent, but hey, well, you know, whatever. It was, it was all I right. I know
2: some people that have watched that and thought it was really funny, and some people that were like, God damn it, that's... And I, I know one moron that bought it, and he loves Will Ferrell, and he's like, that whole thing's in Spanish. I couldn't understand like the word that I
1: <laughs> It's not a typical Will Ferrell movie. It's not as goofy, but it's goofy in different ways, so it's all right. Um... But yeah, it's not for everybody. A lot of people are going to hate it. I almost lost patience with it a couple of times. So. Uh, but, but then ultimately, you just
2: down some more nachos. Yeah,
1: nom nom. Um, so I, wa- I got this movie. I don't know if somebody mentioned it or what. That, so last week I got three movies from Amazon um, in the mail. And mm-hmm. I only remembered ordering one of them. So I wasn't sure Why? Or who mentioned her or what? Um, one was uh, Combat Shock, which I did ask about because I, I got an email from Amazon saying it was on sale and everybody says That's yes a get. fucked up movie. So I got that. I got that ready to watch. I also got some... Now, this one's really random. I don't remember ordering this at all. It's this... I don't even remember the name of it. It's some Spanish movie called like Esquadron or something like that. It's, I it, I, I, no idea. And then I, I got another one called Lethal Force. And somebody must have mentioned this one. This is really... I have is, No idea. We need to watch the. We need to re- review this with. Have the, you watched? You watched all, yeah, all wa- of them? Or? No, I just watched Lethal Force. Lethal Force, okay. Lethal Force is like one of those micro-budget movies, but this is this is a micro-budget action movie. Um, the fucking kung fu in it is really silly. Um, there's a lot of funny gore in it. Um, this is this is. It's not like I don't think it's going to be as divisive as a Father's Day or or a um, Hobo with a Shotgun. It's more. It's more like a uh, uh, Hollywood cop, that kind of that kind of feel. But it might be a spoof, so I'm not sure. Um, but it's pretty funny. I liked it. Um, I watched it last night too. So, um, and then when I was trying to add it to Miso, um, I saw a movie called Deadly Force <laughs> with Wings Hauser. So I decided to watch that one, and it's it's not very good.
2: We talked uh, about Wings Hauser at my Easter dinner because uh he was at one time on the young and the restless he played david hasselhoff's brother
1: nice well he's pretty good in it but nothing else is all that good in it um he plays a cop called stony cooper and, Cooper. <laughs> and he's he's uh been called back to los angeles to try because he he was like a a rogue cop and he got let go and he now lives in new york and his ex-wife lives in Los Angeles, but he gets called back to help find this guy that's been killing random people. Uh, it's all right. Uh, Wings Houser is the best part of it, and everything else is just kind of meh.
2: I wonder, is that his real first name, Wings?
1: That's a, I don't know, it's a very unique name. I don't know. Yeah. I've never known anybody named Wings.
2: Well, you so. know, there's one way to find out. Keep on talking, and I will Keep find on, out. Keep on, and you
1: start typing. Um, so I went back to the alphabet, and I watched a P movie, uh, this is a uh,
2: a pee movie like is that like yeah. uh yeah. like when uh, Erica <laughs> Boyer is pissing on Ginger Lynn's nappy or well whatever yes. vagina um,
1: I watched Lucio Fulci's The Psychic um which is mm. actually I think the original name of it is Seven Notes in Black but uh, I cheated and watched the American version which was The Pee The Psychic um this is about a woman who uh she's a psychic um and she foresees a well
2: his name isn't Wings. Oh, that's just a Gerald thing. Dwight Hauser.
1: Ah, oh, Gerald. Um, he. Um, this lady, Jerry Hauser. She has a vision of a woman murdered, and she's trying to help the cops. It's almost like a Giallo. It's pretty cool. Um, I, I. It has a twist in it that I guessed early, so I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But I was all right with it. Duh. Um And the last thing I watched, um, I was too lazy to dig up a a a cue movie so i watched um Well, <laughs> well i mean like i said I, well, it, would, it was requiring me getting up a lot farther than i wanted oh. to get up so,
2: <laughs> a lot further than you wanted to get up or a lot further than you
1: could get up i just wanted to i, I was okay. fine i'm fine today um but i watched um so i watched a, one of the mill creek movies i watched a, a charles bronson movie called cold sweat i was actually watching this right before uh we started recording um, Cold
2: sweats yes
1: cold sweat is pretty good uh it has uh james uh james mason james Mason. with it, but he has a southern accent a weird southern oh accent. oh my god and a yes. goatee and um when i look up cold sweat on imdb it shows me the the adam baldwin shannon tweed movie
2: erica boyer pissing on fucking ginger lens
1: <laughs> <laughs> <ginger laughs> <laughs> why is dave thomas in that movie cold sweat um but yeah the charles bronson movie it's it's a good it's on the uh, mill creek action set um, That's
2: one of those movies that you could fucking find at Walmart or Hills or Hex or and one of those like really skinny for,
1: cases for a dollar. Yeah, away. it's for like a, a dollar,
2: <laughs> and it would really be a really shitty fucking. Uh,
1: yeah, this one was a yeah, shitty, shitty copy, but it was cool. Like the there's some good car shit in it that I laughed out loud at when he like drives down a fucking mountainside in a cheap Italian car
2: and.
1: well. Fun stuff. Good movie. Check it out. Uh, and that was it. That's all I watched.
2: If you had a chance, okay, and Charles Bronson s- mysteriously came back to life and looked like, you know, he did in fucking Chateau's Land and had the catfish mustache chiseled out of stone, <laughs> would you? Uh, I was going to ask you something. It's a ridiculous question. But I mean, like, <laughs> just if you could just like hang out with him, but you had to. Um, Lick the cold sweat off of like his nipples or something like that, <laughs> to just to get to to. And you could hang out with him and and like eat and, uh, Doritos and, and I'd have
1: and I'd have uh, I'd have photos to show off and make everybody on the group's jealous.
2: Exactly, but you had to like massage him down. You had to be like his manservant.
1: Ah uh, man, do that's do a that. tough one. What would you it's do?
2: Tough tits. Yeah, Hell, I ain't doing that I ain't no gay
1: <laughs> fag. The uh, <laughs> I um, would. I, I
2: don't. know. You know what? Seriously,
1: it might be it might I, be worth some Charles Bronson nipples to to hang out with him for a day. If
2: he wasn't a jerk. But oh. I think I remember like Jim Brown saying when they were going to go make the Dirty Dozen that he sat on an airplane beside Charles Bronson had never met him, and they sat on the airplane, and he said Bronson just sat there and like. Uh, I don't know if maybe he was afraid of flying or what. And just, he said he just sat there and just <laughs> stared straight ahead. And it was like he never blinked or anything. He just, <laughs> and Jim Brown's like, Man, what the fuck? So I don't know. He might be. And then, uh, well, you know, I don't know. I, re- I heard the story that Paul Coslow told about Al Latieri showing up on, uh, what was the one about the melons, the Mr. Majestic. Oh, Mr. Majestic. And uh, he, he said that, you know, Bronson was kind of being a prima donna and Al Latieri came showed up on set to do his his role and first thing he did was walk over to bronson and gave him a big bear hug and he said bronson just bristled like uh like you know he couldn't stand to be touched or something i don't know Hmm. you know uh, he might be a dick i I don't think he was a dick i think he was just a i mean look at him he looked like a fucking kind of a strange person
1: (laughs) yeah he might have I'm been. going to steal
2: your wife away from you, David McCallum. And then he did. He told David McCallum that he was going to steal his fucking wife. And then he did. And it. then he stole his fucking wife and rubbed his catfish mustache all over her Joel Ireland pussy. <laughs> I bet his mustache just, he would go up to David McCallum and he would just have.
1: Smell his, my mustache.
2: Yeah, caked in his mustache. It looked like he just ate like a <laughs> box of Krispy Kremes. And he'd be like,
1: <laughs> smell my fucking mustache.
2: <laughs> yes, and lick the sweat off my nipples.
1: Uh, and I'll let you hang out with me for the day.
2: Yes, college of Gino. <laughs> no, I could massage her and lick every part of her body if oh, she would. Just... I'll
1: mass- how about I massage Jill Ireland to hang out with, with Bronson? Okay. okay. Uh, let's take a break, and which movie do you want to do first? Um,
2: Ten Commandments. Yeah,
1: we'll be back with Cemetery Man right. right after this. Same thing. ggtmc live for you fresh air big willy and the samurai are at your service breaking films down and turning them around giving recommendations that are
0: always on point visit ggtmc.com for more information
1: the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema Bringing class to the trash since 1977.
0: God, God damn it!
3: Son of a bitch, I'll kill you right there. We get! God damn move when I say
1: move, you motherfucker! Corey, i think it's Kim lab i've never heard them before King.
2: what the hell was that shit at the beginning i have no
1: idea part of the song
2: it's craziness
1: all somebody right. say something i get crazy <laughs> we're getting crazy with cemetery man baby
2: i may be fat toothless but let me tell you some ricky morton younger mania i look better than him <laughs> all
1: yeah. right uh cemetery man from 94 zom hey <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you want to introduce see. it here
2: cemetery man a cemetery man must kill the dead a second time when they become zombies
1: <laughs> you got the easiest fucking <laughs> the well, easiest fucking synopsis
2: that's why I said I wanted to do the other one
1: alright um, so this uh, movie is uh, directed by oh. I'm going to say his name wrong uh, uh, Michele Soavi. he's Italian or is um, Michelle? It, it might be, be Michelle. It might be Michelle. I don't know. I was, trying to, I was trying to make it sound Italian. I know if it was French, it would be Michelle.
2: Yeah, but he might have had a French mother or something.
1: So this movie is yes. based on, and I'm a little confused on all the titles, but it's based on a very, very, very popular, I think very popular, uh, series of comic books in Italy mm-hmm. called... Dylan dog mm.
2: um
1: so Dylan Dog is and interestingly Dylan the character um in the in the book, the main character was was drawn originally to look like the star of this movie, Rupert Everett, and then luckily, when they made the movie, they actually got Rupert Everett to get to play the that's <laughs> play pretty the fucking good luck, yeah, um so Rupert Everett plays. Francesco della morte um so the 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 Italian name of this is della morte More, or it's like i think it's of of death of love or of love of death or something like that and um so it's kind of a i guess a play on words the della morte and th- and he works with a deformed man named Nagi in a cemetery <laughs> and um he's been kind of given this job apparently by the government and can't afford to lose it so when um shit starts going crazy and Sound effect. he <laughs> it's been a while um, when <laughs> Ray,
2: where'd that thing come from?
1: <laughs> I just saw it on the top of the list it came home the um so when when basically uh he starts he's deduced that after seven days of being dead, the newly buried individuals in his cemetery come back to life, and he must then Give them some trauma to the skull <laughs> in order for them to lie back down. So um, I've never seen this movie. Now I didn't know exactly what to expect. I, I had a feeling that it was kind of like uh, maybe almost like an Evil Dead kind of movie, but maybe not as maybe not as like slapsticky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't I didn't expect it to be. I guess there's some like almost like art house type stuff in here which I, I, was a pleasant surprise. Um, I thought it was just kind of, you know, I thought it was going to be kind of almost like maybe a Robert Rodriguez kind of movie mixed with Evil Dead, which I guess in part in some, in, in some ways it was. Um, so um, this, this movie, I, it's, it's one of those ones, and I've, I say this quite uh, frequently on the show, it's one of those movies that I wish I saw at a younger age. Because I think it would, I, th- I think I would have really, really liked this had I seen it when I was in college. It came out when I was like senior in high school, um, but if I had seen it around that time, I probably really, really loved it. And spoiler alert: I did like this, but I think I, I've, I think maybe after rewatching it, I'll like it better. But um, the thing I guess that struck me the most throughout this movie, um, I think maybe my favorite thing of it was the lighting in it. Um, it starts at night, and there's a lot of nighttime stuff. But the, surprisingly, uh, for a movie with, with zombies and you know the undead and stuff like that, there's a lot of daytime stuff, too. Um, I think they keep it looking a certain way um, in order to be almost comic book-esque, even though the comic book is black and white. But it's, it's a pretty contrasty movie. There's a lot of washed-out scenes. Um, but there's some great stuff that they do with... Um, I guess with like like rays of light um, you know silhouettes, there's a really cool scene later in the movie with um, in, inside a hospital scene where a hospital room um, where it's like a circle of these kind of fabric dividers, and that's all you see the camera pans way out and all you see is just blackness surrounding this like one circle of light in the middle of the screen really stylized, but really cool stuff um, a lot of the a lot of the special effects are a little. They're kind of cheap, but done in a humorous way. Um, I'm pretty sure this had a, a low budget, but they work well with the budget. So uh, Rupert Everett, um, his character, uh, Francesco Della Morte, he's kind of lovesick. <laughs> he's he's, he's kind of lonely. He lives in this shack, and Yaki lives in the, in the basement. And I like their uh, relationship with each other, how he kind of like looks in on gnocchi downstairs through the cracks in the floor and that's kind of how they talk and they have an understanding gnocchi doesn't really talk at all he's Um, fucking gross he is kind of gross and he looks kind of like the comedian jim norton
2: (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) except fatter
1: yeah a lot fatter a lot fatter um i think i think maybe in the comic book I i feel like that character might have looked more like the crypt keeper i think he might have looked a little more uh deformed and kind of evil but. He wasn't an evil character. He was just kind of weird and you see him throw up once which was pretty disgusting. But, um, you know, the special effects in this, the way it's done, you know, they realize the limitations on their budget but they go they work with it and there's... there's You get these like... Well, a good example, I guess, are the, these little blue wisps that you get. These kind of... I guess they're spirits or something that kind of float around at times and you can see the fucking string. Like, it's just like a little ball of yeah, blue yeah. fire in the string. But it for some reason it still works. Like they not, they don't really try to hide it. It just, it kind of works into that style of, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I mean? Like the, the maybe intentionally crude to maintain the style across. But that said, there's some really good effects like with the zombie makeup in particular. Um, a thing that comes back in the movie quite often is for a zombie. So he has this pistol that never seems to run out of ammo, which he uses quite often, but they also use a lot of really long objects to bludgeon the zombies with, mm-hmm. and which always end up getting embedded in the zombie's head. And it always looks great because it stays embedded. Like, I don't know. you It's got to be... Well, like
2: splits their fucking head sometimes, yeah. almost like completely in two.
1: Right, right. So you get like a you get one zombie a shovel, like the spade goes right into his head, and the the handle is sticking is either in front of him or behind him. But I guess the challenge in making that they would have to make that handle light enough where it wouldn't just like sag and flop around when it's stuck to this actor's head because the zombies actually fall down. And one time there was a big iron cross like all the way through the yeah. fucking zombie's face. Um, but it 's good looking stuff um, so the kind of the the plot of the of, of the of the movie comes in when um, Rupert everett 's character oversees this um, i guess mourning uh, beauty um, who had a, this really old gross husband at a time um, played by uh, Anna Falchi or falky now Fuck Anna, Fa- Anna falky was, was she, she 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 was a, she was a, she was kind of attractive.
2: <laughs> Boy, She was so fucking hot, I swear to god. <laughs>
1: it hurt a little bit.
2: Yeah, I'm telling the, you what. I mean, you know, fucking uh, I'm surprised every goddamn corpse in that fucking cemetery with a cock, <laughs> you know, their dicks just didn't start popping up through the ground. I mean, if that if you looked at her and you couldn't get a fucking uh, you know, a chabe.
1: She's uh she's finished. Well, and she um, now, when I looked her up originally, because I had, like I said, I hadn't seen this when I, when we were in Charlotte, my wife was getting tattooed, and while she was doing that, I had a lot of spare time because I was just kind of hanging out, and I um, was trying to find pictures of her because, um, uh, Matsuzaka and others were saying that we, you and I were both going to drool over her tits in this movie because she does get naked quite often. Jesus
2: Christ, she has a fucking body, like. <laughs> unbelievable
1: so i was i was looking her up and then i was kind of disappointed to see that maybe i was looking at more recent ones i was like man her tits look really fake in this movie you could tell her tits are fake but i was very happy to see she is in motion quite often even though they look kind of fake they still move very nicely so so she's got some bounce and there's a great scene where she falls backwards in slow motion and lands on her back and you know (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um, so um, he kind of, I guess, in his, uh, I guess he's supposed to be Italian. I was going to say in his British way. Everybody in the movie seems British, even though it looks like it Italy. Um, so I don't know. But in his, in a suave British way, um, he, he's always following her around. Um, he sees her when maybe she's not even there. And eventually takes her into the... What did they call that thing? Where all the bones were.
2: Uh, Not a sarcophagus. What was it? Um, I don't know. I was it, the, it was like a fucking kind of a cave thingy. Right, like a crypt uh, almost. Yeah. And,
1: but he takes her in there, and this is like... She's kind of obsessed with death a little bit. And this is what finally wins over. The ossuary is what they call it. A crypt for bones. Oh, and, and interestingly that crypt was actually real. And uh, it says in the, it's says IMDb trivia. It's supposedly one of the crew members removed some of the bones from the ossuary during filming, but quickly replaced them the next day, claiming to have encountered an angry ghost following the removal. <laughs> so who knows? Um, but um, that's, that's where I first noticed that one beam of light. There's a, like a cross on the door to the ossuary and it like these sharp light just coming straight in, in the shape of a cross. It looked really great. Um, so yeah, so fucking Fauci, Fauci, whatever her name is, fucking so hot. Oh my God. Mm. Um, they decide to, for whatever reason, oh, she did explain why they, they fuck on her dead husband's (laughs) grave and this is some of the better makeup in the movie when he actually comes back to life and has a fucking plant growing out of his head. And I can't remember if I read this on IMDb or what, but. Uh, I think the director or the writer said that the uh, that the reason the people were coming back to life in this movie were the uh what is it what are they called mandragal roots or the you know the roots they say you could like they they look like people and yeah 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 but that that that's why all the zombies have like roots growing through them and that was the reason because that root was root was bringing them back to life um the oh and the fucking the silky veil over her face in that, in one part of that movie in the one, in the one part. Um, it looked really creepy on her face, but God damn, did it fucking cling to her titties too. <laughs> and then yeah, then I wrote slow-mo tip fall, slow-mo fall tip bounce was my, was my note. Um, you get a lot of, and speaking of, I guess, evil dead, you get a lot of, uh, kind of cool, like, I guess, abnormal, uh, perspectives and shots. Um, there's a shot from inside, uh, uh, a flaming television that's just been shot out um you see like broken glass and fire but the camera's inside the television um there's a lot of cool angles like that um you know the of some with uh Fauci Falky uh, Falchi, oh. Falchi, uh ah, the, ah, reflecting ah. in a pool of water um ah. that he's looking in like looks back over his shoulder and all he sees is like her kind of scarf blowing in the wind um, there's, a, there's a shot from, a uh, the mouth, like from inside the mouth of a flying zombie head, <laughs> which is pretty cool. The teeth are kind of like framing the picture. Um, there's a really awesome shot later in the movie with the reflection of like flames in a car windshield. And he's in the car lighting a cigarette behind the flames, which is really cool looking. Um, lot, uh, the movie got a lot more gory than I thought it would, which was kind of fun too. There's, uh, surprisingly a lot of, uh shooting of children in the movie even though they've been dead but still uh it's just uh there's some uh some of the head trauma looks really fake but it was fun um i i really liked i think probably my favorite zombie coming back was the one the one motorcycle one where he he I don't know why it, he had a motorcycle in his grave. I don't recall them actually burying, <laughs> burying Yeah, they did. Him. They
2: buried him with it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he was but a biker it, or
1: something. Just like in that movie, um, what was that British one with the guys that come back? Uh, Psychomania. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. Motorcycle movie where they figure out that like, there's this voodoo thing that they, they can uh, basically, if they kill themselves, but if they really mean it, like there's no fear, they can come back to life and they're like unstoppable. And the leader of the gang get, does it first and he gets buried with a motorcycle and drives out of the grave. Well, this one takes it one step farther and he actually just like explodes out of the grave like jumps like a ramp. It was pretty awesome.
2: Shit, Chuck Norris didn't even have to be dead to do that.
1: <laughs> All he needed was a Coors. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool too though. Um, Chuck. <laughs> the, um, I
2: wonder what his stance is on uh, the defense of Act.
1: I don't know. We should write him an ask. Do you saw that? Did you see that picture where I posted of him without his beard? He looks all fucking saggy and and sad.
2: Uh, no, I didn't. I, I, no, is it on what group did you post it on? I
1: posted on Silver and Gold somewhere. Yeah, he shaved off his beard. He looks oh, like I don't, shit. Um, he he had it for a reason. It made him look like he had a chin. He doesn't have a chin anymore. Um, so where this movie where this movie goes, I, was definitely unexpected. It, it gets almost like. And this is where I think a revisit could help me. It gets almost like existential. And now I realize at the beginning you you're, you see one thing, and this, this that kind of theme kind of comes back around. And I guess the theme could be explained. I don't want to give away anything, but the kind of like this love, love and death thing, and like not really having complete control over your life. Maybe there's maybe it's kind of implying that there's this like this greater force kind of controlling it all. And that, you know, no matter what this guy does, it's always gonna end up kind of the same. Um it, it 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 that's the the direction it goes. And and Fauci plays several characters in the movie, none of which are ever named. Um th- which it's you assume that they're different people, but it's it never says yes or no, and you never know whether or not he's seeing it or not. Because he's kinda losing his shit too, so mm. I mean, you know, when your job is to every night keep yourself from getting eaten by zombies and keeping it hidden from the from the the rest of the town because you don't want to lose your job because they would shut, you know, they would well, shut down. Well, did it center. seem
2: like that there were some people that were kind of, uh, uh, I don't know if they were in on it or if they knew or there were some people that kind of,
1: well I'll tell you one one thing it felt like it felt like this was almost like uh satirizing something now i don 't know enough about Italian culture or politics to know, but like the mayor was really weird, and like some of the villagers the way they would act and stuff and i'm I'm curious if there was kind of like if I was more familiar with the uh-huh. way with the you know with the way the with, with i guess the nuances of Italian culture if i'd understand some of the insight more. As far as what they were saying with like certain certain characters certain side characters mm. um anyway wh- wh- what did you think of it Well, what did
2: I think of cemetery man mort um I will say this while I was watching this, I did not know that it was you know. Pretty much a Dylan Dog movie. Mm-hmm. And I have some experience with said Dylan Dog because I watched a movie called Dylan Dog that was
1: Oh, I heard that was I read about that. That was that did sound bad. That was the, the one, one that with, starred um, Superman. Yeah.
2: And it was um, I can't remember what year it came out, but I will say, I will take a shot in the dark and say that that was probably the worst movie that I saw that year. <laughs> it was fucking a piece of shit. Okay. Now, this movie, not a piece of shit. Um, I thought it was fucking pretty goddamn entertaining. I didn't know, I uh, neither one of these movies, I didn't look them up or anything. I just yeah. started watching them. So I was just taking them as they come. I liked the concept of this. I did kind of like you said like an evil dead army of darkness kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh his nonchalantness, uh like it was just an everyday thing. Uh the way they did it like he would just go to the door and hear a knock at the door so I'm going to open the door and there you know there'd be a zombie and for him it would just he would just <laughs> shoot it like and just turn around before it even drops and just go back to what he was doing he's like, like on was, the
1: phone and he's it's like, like nothing. And, and you hear and it, this is that was almost like there was a, at times that kind of stuff was almost like Monty Python type humor yeah. it's like you'd hear somebody on the other line he's like, whoa, what was that? oh it was nothing it was just the wind you know and even though he had just blown somebody's head off
2: now the uh, what was the the fucking little uncle fester guy was it was naki
1: naki Knock, naki or not Yaki. not naki knocky, Naki's food well uh, he nagi. fucking
2: did not say he would just be like. <laughs> Like they'd be like, "Hey, do you want to go do this?" He he made noises instead of talking. Yeah, he was a little per, a little fucking pervert. Um,
1: (laughs) He was lonely.
2: He was lonely, but I mean, still, he was a fucking perv, man, because he he liked. uh, He was going after that one chicken. She was definitely, I'm pretty sure, underage. And then, you know, he kind of had, I would say, probably a little uh, necrophilia kind of action going on. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that was the whole thing of the movie. There's lots of dead people running around. Um, I liked the special, like I said, because it was sort of um, – Evil Dead, uh, Army of Darkness, kind of a deal. The the special effects, uh, even though they were, I mean, it was 1994, and and I'm sure the budget wasn't that high, but um, the 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 like that when they would hit somebody in the head, and you could tell it was almost like a ceramic head or yeah, something. Yeah. That kind of shit. It, it, I just you just kinda go with it. Yeah. And um the the girl, I mean, we've oh. already expressed over and wow. over and over about her big titties and her areolas and oh she was just fucking hot as hell. And this and this was rated R. So I mean it had some pretty fucking explicit fucking in it.
1: Yeah. Which funny. I
2: enjoyed the shit out of. And um so anyway, the I liked the lead dude.
1: Oh, that who, played... Who would have thought that you were going to see some? Uh, now, granted, it was off screen, but some uh, penis trauma in this movie too. So,
2: yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> the it, there's it, there's nothing uh, like penis trauma. I mean, Sammy has <laughs> toe trauma. This has penis trauma. Um, I'm now. They never did. They didn't call him Dylan Dog. He had a different name.
1: Yeah, Francesco. They just called
2: him. Yeah, so I mean, wonder what the Dylan Dog.
1: I see. I don't know. That's why I'm confused about the name. Like,
2: watch that th- shitty movie, and I mean, because some people like that movie, Dylan Dog. So Dylan Dog
1: is movie. the name of the comic book, right? That this character appears in. I don't. But know I, th- if-
2: I thought they called him Dylan in the other one.
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know.
2: And then the girl, the hot girl that he was like banging all the time, was like her name was like Makepeace or something.
1: Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah I don't know. Um,
2: So anyway, um, let's see here.: No
1: he is. He's called Dylan Dog in the comic.
2: Yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe it's I, I don't know. I like the della Morte name and everything. That's kind of cool because you know of, the, of him, his job. And they called him like, everybody kept calling him the engineer, didn't they? Or something like that?
1: Well, the, the old lady did it first.
2: Yeah. and, and she which called the old, other guy yeah. Cutie? Now what in because I like tying things together with what, like <laughs> Prometheus so it's I wonder if it's possible that he could have been like uh, one of the engineers that was put on Earth or something and I also watched Girl with the Dragon Tattoo uh, I forgot
1: to add Damn. that to my list so
2: I was, I, there's I a lot like of movies that I, movies. I, forgot, I forgot to <laughs> put on my list so anyway um, let's see
1: which one did you uh, watch
2: the uh, the new one and um, and uh, I I know that uh, Christine the the uh, make Peace and uh, the um, deadly doll hate Rooney Mara, mm. and I will say this two things that that the, the, a tenuous link between this movie and gr- the the new girl with the dragon tattoo is it had a lot of fucking in it too,
1: <laughs> okay,
2: um so but that's about yeah that's about it, um this movie. I'm, so, I'm trying to keep my brain in like sometimes The little <laughs> fat guy did. Now, did he. It was funny watching him like trying, like there were leaves everywhere and the wind was blowing. He's trying to rake <laughs> the leaves and they were blowing everywhere. He was, he kind of looked like a cross between Uncle Fester and Curly from The Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, now I liked the pistol that, uh, Francesco Della Morte used. It was like this great big, uh, like, uh, 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 I can't remember what they called it. The, they always showed it in, um, uh, like british army movies but it was like a big uh old kind of a pistol and he would shoot the fuck out of those <laughs> motherfuckers now um the the girl sort of she it it, it really had a, a a theme of kind of like true love uh because and and, and even though you when you finally meet your true love um <laughs> Because th- there were several times where th- now was there uh, did you feel okay was this done? Uh, the obvious thing was was there a reincarnation theme?
1: Well, or I think maybe it's just it, less less maybe not as obvious as reincarnation, but just kind of like well, in going by the by the was, name of the movie of love of death, like kind of like right. kind of saying maybe they're the same thing a little bit. And it, but, it, but then a,
2: you wonder okay, uh, and and. Uh, several times was Francesco Della Morte, uh, questioning his sanity.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Like what's,
2: what's what, what's real, what's not, because a lot of the stuff was, was very fantastical. And, 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 and to the point of, you know, and like I said, you had like, say a, a police detective or the mayor or something like that. and, and uh, what was uh, almost like an American psycho thing where he, the yeah. person is doing this stuff. Uh, what was the other one where uh, maybe it wasn't just American psycho and everybody, it was almost exasperating him that everyone is oblivious to, and he's even saying, Hey, you I, know might, what's, I, hey. Might be,
1: I might be rolling out and killing people at night. <laughs> yeah.
2: So anyway, but um, I, I really liked this fucking movie. Yeah. I, it was fun as shit. I think that um, there there was a point where um, it ju- it had enough fucking and titties and stuff in it that <laughs> that it just kept me going all the way to the end. I uh, uh, without saying anything about the ending, what did you think of the ending?
1: The, well, it's kind of made it a loop because you you see some you, you get a you get an idea at the beginning of the, something, and right. it kind of makes it circle back around. Right. So, yeah, I think it. 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 Uh, like I said, I think a revisit might. I might catch some things to kind of okay. see where that's going. If
2: you could find something that rhymed with abhorrent, uh, of Dylan Dog comics, would you? Is this a comic that you <laughs> would like to pursue?
1: I already tried to find <laughs> something that rhymed with abhorrent, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was not successful.
2: No success. Okay. Well, Although I mean, the,
1: there has been, there's now, there's a ton of Italian comics um, that have never been translated. Dark Horse has done, they did a seven issue kind of miniseries and they've done like a 600, 700 page kind of collection of random stories too.
2: Well, I wonder if the original ones are in Italian.
1: Yeah, they're only in Italian. I haven't been uh, able to, I can find the Italian ones. But that Ben's doesn't do me much good. So.
2: Ring-a-ling-a-ling, ling a ling ling a Can you speak Italian?
1: I cannot speak Italian at all. That's amore. I.
2: Um, <laughs> I like the movie.
1: I liked it too. Uh, let's get on our yes, right ratings. I give I it a... Uh, I'm going to go 7.5. Um Solid and it bears rewatching. It's not just a throwaway I horror movie. Go
2: seven point five. But I'm telling you what, I was so fucking astonished by the fucking in this and that <laughs> chicks, how hot she was, that I will go all the way up to an eight. <laughs> an eight,
1: an extra two point, five eight, an extra point seven five for yes. Valky's titties.
2: Jesus Christ, people! If you haven't seen this fucking movie. Do and it. there's a lot of people out there. Okay, and and of course I've said a million times before I'm not a big horror fan. Uh, I like this. It was horror, but it was fun. Yeah, and it was done and, and, and actiony fun and zany kind of fun. And so I mean you know And it, arty. It, it, it was, it was yeah. very
1: it was European. Though, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good good stuff. All right, good let's stuff. Take, let's take a break and come back and do another unconventional love story. Bad guy, two thousand one. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott of Married with Clickers. Tune in to hear my wife Kat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from The Lost Weekend to Weekend at Bernie's. From The Big Sleep to Big Mama's House. Well, maybe not Big Mama's House. And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year?
3: For that film?
1: For that film. (laughs) but don't take my word for it just listen to what the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema has to say about our show it's a husband and wife show and they discuss movies and stuff yeah a very wife
0: husband show
1: high praise indeed so come find us at marriedwithclickers.libsen.com. it will save your life or maybe just help you kill an hour Sticky's music choice—I don't even know what that is. Htrk. Something? Uh-huh. All right, uh, we got Bad Guy, uh, or I'm not going to try to say this one, Well maybe I will. Na- Nabun Namja from 2001. That
2: sounds good to me.
1: Directed by Kim Ki Duck, who does some uh, challenging movies. You could say he does not pull his punches. <laughs> Um. This, this is uh, maybe even one of the lesser shocking movies that I've seen of his that I can think of. Um, he did Three Iron. I don't know if you remember that one. Um, the one I saw recently, uh, Pieta, with the dude that cuts flesh off his own leg to feed to that woman and stuff. So. Ah!
2: Bah! I don't like that.
1: All right. Um,
2: Hoosan.
1: In busy downtown... So- oh, God. This fucking... <laughs> Jay Haley, your synopsis is eight miles long. All right. Let's get this music stopped. I got to take a deep breath. <laughs> In busy downtown Seoul, a thuggish young man notices a fresh-faced college student who sits on a bench. Is that really the way to start a synopsis of an entire movie? Um, uh, he, okay. Basically, he, this, this thuggish young man um, assaults this uh, this young lady that he notices on a bench with a big smackaroo, and um, he's accosted for it. He's beaten up by the cops for it, and becomes obsessed with her and wants to get back. And ends up um, he forces her into prostitution, and what? and uh, from there uh, that's where the kind of the, the 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 plot of the movie unfolds. So. Um, you have uh, br- 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 who are these people? J, Jo Jae Hyun and oh. Won Seo, or play the two main characters Han Ki and Sun Hwa. Sazam so, Tao, uh, this is uh, Matsuzaka's second unconventional love story. What did you think of Bad Guy?
2: Um, I am torn by Bad Guy. And then, and I'm going to tell you uh, about some of the movie, and then I will tell you why I'm sort of torn after I watch this movie. Okay, first of all, uh, the movie definitely, as a man, as a boy slash man child, (laughs)
0: uh,
2: it plays on certain emotions. Mm And those emotions are – and I think that this has probably happened to most people, uh, most men, maybe women. I don't know because I'm not a woman. I'm not even a woman inside a man's body or anything like that. Um, But um, when you say you're in a crowded uh, park or you're on a crowded street or you're at a party or you're in school and you see a girl and you're like, holy shit, that girl is really pretty. She's really attractive. And so then you're sitting there and you're, and you're like looking at her and you're taking it all in. You're like, fuck a duck, man. She is smoking. And so then maybe you do you don't like make the, the overt out and out move where which actually takes balls, courage, guts, whatever you want to call it, and go up and say, Hey, how are you? Da da. da, da. I just noticed you sitting here, uh, you know, and um, uh, you know, how are you today? Make strike up a conversation and say, you know, if if you live around here, blah blah blah, is maybe you might wanna go do something sometime if, you know, whatever. So anyway. But instead of doing that, most people kind of go into the uh, giant puss mode, which is, you know, maybe if I go and sit here or if we make eye contact or <laughs> is that, maybe something will just happen and, and you're kind of hoping and that, that there will just be this um, – uh,
1: Connection. This connection. Well, just a, a, let me say, like could this, fate. could this, the, the, he, so he does that. He goes and sits, he sits down beside her. He, you can tell um, through no words at all, you can tell right. that he's just stricken with her. He sees her from across, whatever. He goes and sits down next to her. Now, could she act any more cunty?
2: Well, but see, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay. But, okay. From a male point of view and going through this, my initial reaction is, Okay, he goes over and sits down, and you kind of put yourself in his place, and, and he sits down right beside him. Well, number one, he's kind of, um, if he was uh, a Caucasian-American, mm-hmm. he might possibly be a Guido or something like that. <laughs> he's got a great big scar all the way across his neck, which is, you know, t- I mean, you know. That's you a little know, intimidating. T- Right. It's a little intimidating. Uh you're prejudging the person, but still it's a little intimidating. But he comes and he sits down beside of her. Okay. From the guy's point of view, you're like, okay, you know what uh, because of her reaction, which is quote unquote from Loaf, Cunty. <laughs>
1: she um, instantly she is disgusted, gets like he, l- when she notices that he's sitting there, she looks at him, she's like, I mean, again, nothing is said right. but she, I mean, if she did say something, it would be like, oh my god, and runs away to another bench.
2: <laughs> okay, but then you also have the the uh, from the girl's perspective. Okay, he's thinking, okay, you know, maybe sparks will fly, maybe fate will take, but maybe if we just, you know, da da, da, da. and you know, taking it to her account, she's sitting there waiting for. Her boyfriend, she has a boyfriend. She's not looking for anybody. She's not there to meet anybody. And here this guy is who does kind of look very thuggish and he comes over and you know maybe he's trying to make a connection and she's uh, she, yeah possibly she there's a there's definitely a better way she could have went about it she she ran away not ran away but I mean it's almost like if a monster would have sat down beside of her or, or she showed total repulsion which is judging him and everything um but then he he could have just left it at that okay um <laughs> yeah
1: his reaction is not quite perfect either <laughs>
2: Right. Uh so then when her boyfriend does show up then in his brain and of course I'm I'm putting all of my past experiences and stuff into this and seeing it and, and what what happened. But my thing is he's seeing here this guy shows up and he's kind of preppy and looks like an average everyday guy and they're in love and they, they hug and they kiss and blah, 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 blah. And he's probably thinking, Jesus fucking Christ, you know, she, how this, you know, she fucking rejects me for this dork or whatever. And not only that, but, you know, that's what I want. And she just looks at me. She doesn't even give me a chance. But, you know, also, like I said, why should she? She's already got a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. blah. Right. But his reaction is because he's a very thuggish type guy, kind of a, a brute. Um, he goes into that mode like an and he goes mode. Over. yeah well yeah just like you know f- you know fucking and he just goes over and she's standing there with her boyfriend and i think they kind of look over and give him a look and that kind of sets him off like she kind of gives gives Tells the boyfriend like this: this guy was, you know, this creep was bugging me or whatever. They just look over him and don't say anything or anything, but just give him a look. And that just is like for him, it's like you know, you fucking cunt. So he goes over and just like, uh, you know, uh,
1: mauls her face.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, just even the way he walks over, he just like marches over and just walks over, just grabs her and just starts uh, kissing her. Yeah, let's just like mouth to mouth, and he's basically just holding her there. And she's, like, struggling, and and the boyfriend's like, what the fuck? And so he's trying to pull him off, but he doesn't, like, start fighting with the boyfriend. He just keeps kissing her. There's these soldiers there, and they're looking, and they're like, what the fuck? So uh, he starts fighting with the boyfriend. Uh, and then the and and then uh, you know they're like you know dude you need to fucking apologize to her she didn't you know do anything what you know what the fuck do you think you're doing you just don't do that that's the way an animal acts you don't do that to someone and so he's like I'm not fucking apologizing well these soldiers are there and they're like you're gonna fucking apologize so then they basically get into a confrontation and uh, he ends up getting the fucking shit beat out. He goes, he holds his own there at first, just a little bit. Cause there's three <laughs> of them, but then they, you know, there's three of them and they get him down. And they beat the shit out of him. And so then that makes it even worse. Cause he's just like, you fucking piece of shit. You know, it's, it's almost like in his mind, he is a thug, he is a brute, he is, you know, an animal and that's how you survive on the street. Yeah. He's got the big scar on his neck so you know that he's been involved in violence and he lives by his wits and all this net. And, and um so this really sets him off. He's like this is so fucking, you know, the world uh, you know why I I imagine in his brain he's thinking why uh the world is against him or it works against him or you know If he just had uh, just – if things would just go a certain way, if he looked a certain way or if things would have went a different way. But he sees a girl like this, and she immediately is disgusted. So then everything is uh, pretty much uh, diffused, and the guy and the girl go away. But in his mind, he has been slighted to the core, his manhood, and he's like, you know what?
1: He starts following her.
2: I'm gonna fucking uh, this fucking cunt, I'm gonna fucking uh get my revenge or whatever. And at first you don't know what he's gonna do. You don't know if he's if this is gonna be like one of like the peeping tom movie or something like that, or if he's gonna rape her or whatever. So anyway, he is like I said, he's a man of the streets. He's a he is a criminal. And um so it's almost like this girl, through no fault of her own other than she could have been uh more um, um, more uh, th- th- nice about like just saying you know uh, you know hi, how are you oh, I've got a boyfriend i'm sorry i'm not you know I'm not interested or something like that, but the way she handled it, but then when you take into account how young the girl is. Then, you know, there's a lot, she's very immature. Um, and she, you know, at that age, a lot of young girls are quote unquote
1: cunty. (laughs)
2: Um, I, I, somebody else used that term. I, you know, would never,
1: never use that
2: word cunty, uh, you know. So, anyway, um, he pretty much, uh, at at one point when after that happens, um, She's shopping and he, and like I said, they show him like kind of following her around and everything. Um and some things happen in a store, and at first I did not realize that he is manipulating this entire situation. Right, right. Because he has a purpose. He is going to get this bitch back. He's gonna get this cunt <laughs> back. She was a fucking, you know, this fucking she thinks who that she thinks she's better than him. Uh she she treats him like an animal so he's going to show her what it what that he is an animal he's going to show treat her you know put her in a certain position so the concept of the movie is he through through several different things that he um manipulates and and causes to happen she is put in a situation where she owes money yeah and now there is a, a part of this movie in this, in this situation, in this part of the movie, it has to move the movie along for the storyline to work. But there was a little bit of a problem here with me because, okay, if tomorrow – not a situation like this, but something happens where I owe $5,000 mm-hmm. and I didn't have $5,000. Now this girl is not a person of the street. She looks like a college student uh uh pretty much the way she dresses, her boyfriend and everything. Um I can't imagine that there was no other recourse for her to take <laughs> to get this money than to basically go to a loan shark where she signs a contract that says, "Okay, I will pay this money back and the, I'm sure that, you know, like a loan shark or, you know, a fucking too-big-to-fail bank or a pay le- payday um, lo- loan, paycheck, payday loan place that they, they kind of manipulate the poor. The interest rates are so fucking high that you're just buried. It's basically, or, or uh, you know, uh, loan sharking. Um, she signs a contract that says, okay, her, your collateral is your body, your ass, okay? And if you do not pay this back and you do not make the payments or you don't pay it back within a certain amount of time, then the way that you're going to pay this off is you, you're going to sell your pussy. You're going to fucking w- work at our, basically a brothel. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 uh it's, it kind of reminded me of, uh, of like either Amsterdam or the Philippines or something like that, where yeah. you're walking down the street and, yeah. and, How
1: fucking how fucking awkward is it for her to have to like, especially in her in this situation now, not to say the woman, the women that work there and are used to it, but for her to sit there on like on display, like, I mean, it's like it's like a butcher window
2: right it, it, you you are a piece of meat uh you're 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 basically uh you you sit out there and you know you 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 try to uh just guys walking down the street hey gi you know you want number one fucky fucky and blah 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 that's a totally different movie <laughs> but that's the concept of it and um to 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 take them in you know they have their own and they live there now okay the Quote, uh, the titular bad guy, which is Han Ki, he has uh, a couple of, of buddies, uh, and at first I didn't understand like the hierarchy, but you, you get the hierarchy of their little organization. Not It doesn't take too long to see that Han Ki is kind of uh, – they're all thuggish, but he is, uh, I guess, the more – maybe the, either the more violent – or the more uh, badass guy of the three, because he's the guy that is sort of more or less the boss. Right. Uh, I thought at first they were kind of on an equal level, and at first I didn't even realize that they were involved with the whorehouse, the white right. slavery, prostitution thing, because I thought that that they said that that the loan sharks basically or the organized crime guys. Had put her there, and they were just sitting there watching and seeing everything that was happening to her, Uh, and and he was like getting off on it, like you know I'll I'll fucking show you, I'll take you, I'll I'll turn you into a fucking piece of meat. You looked at me this way, well I'm gonna you know whatever. But anyway, they are the muscle, they are uh, of the uh, of the uh, house of ill repute or prostitution, and uh, they I guess maybe it's because of. uh, the authorities or whatever—they don't like live in the house. They don't stay there. They sit in their car across from the house. So I guess that maybe because so they'll have deniability. Yeah,
1: you know, they, hey, got that, they got that little like room over there too that he's right. always breaking the window in.
2: Right. They're they're always they're always there. They're always watching. If a John goes in with the girls and <laughs> gets rough or something, the girls come out and immediately yell for them. They come in and beat the shit out of the guy or whatever. Um, so they are kind of like a security. And all that now she is the new girl she 's never done this before, so you have that really awkward stage, and it's really kind of it's it's a horrible you know thing uh-huh. because if you start putting yourself in her perspective, and that's where I kind of um it, like I said, right at first when they do the thing, and I'm and I'm sure it's the director manipulating yeah. your emotions because right at first she does have that moment of immature cuntiness. Yes, and but then and
1: you, I feel I felt fucking awful for her.
2: It, it, it goes from that where you're like, okay, yeah, this fucking bitch deserves to be taken down a peg or two. But then when you get to this situation. It, it's gone – it's going – like if he spit in her fucking face or something like that, okay, that's that. But to go to this level, it's – he he takes it so far just like – I mean for me, I, I've said it many times before on the show, movies like uh, Irreversible or uh, um, uh, Sallow, 120 Days of Sodom, yeah. uh, movies that involve like uh, – um, white slavery or, or uh, you know the rape the taking of, of a person's humanity in that in that way through violent rape and stuff like that really disturbed me and it's hard for me I just it just bothers me so much um, so then immediately i'm I'm just like what a fucking piece of shit this guy is mm-hmm. because y- you you watch the evolution of her from the very beginning because um, she from what I understood she was actually a virgin
1: well she yeah, yeah she was definitely and she because they said something about she wanted her first time to be with her boyfriend and yeah I mean she's very innocent even though and, she you know but whatever way she acted it was just because she was ignorant right and and,
2: and, and it was a, it was a strange it's a very strange concept because you could just get, it's it's not straightforward. He's doing this. He's getting his jollies because she's a fucking cunt and he's a bastard and he's going to make her pay. Right. Uh it it really there's there's a very odd and strange thing that takes place and I don't know if 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 there's almost like an evolution of that like right at first It doesn't seem to me like maybe a part of him is that brute who's going to do this just to get his jollies to see this bitch fucking become less than human, to be treated like garbage like she treated him for that brief second. But even from the very beginning, I think that he had – he almost as like a stalker – who doesn't know a girl but sees her and in his mind develops a almost like, you know, oh my God, she's so beautiful, you know, I'm in love, love at first sight kind of a thing. But then in reality, he doesn't even know this girl. This girl could be a fucking an asshole oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or her personality could just be shit. But in his mind, this is what he's always looked for, this is what he's always wanted. So he has that too. So he he um has kind of a an affection for her because there's a the in in her room they specifically put her in this room now i don't know if every room that has the girls in it has this room but there's a room behind the uh, a mirror yeah and you can go in there and he can just sit there and he sits there and just watches everything that happens to her he watches her uh breaking down and crying he watches her being degraded he watches these guys pawing at her and her rejecting him and then like one guy jumping on her and just basically just fucking her or it's raping her i mean no matter what um but um to me he's torn because i never with the exception of right at first when he's kind of arrogant and he's standing back and watching her being taken to this place and everything, he never to me shows like a glee. He never laughs. He never smiles. He never sneers like "Hey, you're getting what you want." Behind the mirror, he's almost looking, and he's almost like, I don't know what. I I, I don't know what. Like he's torn or something.
1: Yeah. But it's also. Well, let me tell you something crazy. When you were saying God. these things, things you didn't realize, I did not realize. Into, uh, that when you hear his voice the first time, it's an hour and a half into the movie.
2: And Yes. It and took so
1: it's long very, for me to realize that. I was like, holy shit, I think that was the first time he talked.
2: Yeah, he never speaks. The other guys talk, but he's like this, the silent type and everything. Um, I, I thought of this concept while I was watching it. And then as I was reading other people's reviews and things like that, uh, the discussion of Stockholm Syndrome. Where that that came up uh, when these when like terrorists in the maybe late '60s, early '70s um, say would um, or Patty Hearst uh, they kidnap a group of people or with Patty Hearst an individual person and they keep them for so long they almost go through a sort of a brainwashing like period but they start to uh, empathize and uh, with their captor. And uh, they become um, like Patty Hearst. They they, they now it, it, whether you believe her bullshit or not. I mean, they kept her in a fucking closet. Uh, they would tell her stuff, you know, like the government's doing this and doing that. And they and like they conditioned her and brainwashed her, and that's how they got her. When they would go rob a bank, they would she would have a gun and be there. And there and when. Well, they were like you know wait a minute patty hurst what the fuck you were in there with a gun you were supposed to be a kidnap victim why were you robbing banks of these people and she's like you know it was a supposedly a case of Stockholm syndrome where she was with them for so long plus they almost like brainwashed her conditioned her with a uh, lack of sleep and all this shit and that 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 you know through uh, some of the the people that were abducted by terrorists on planes and stuff and they were being held, you know, whether it was Entebbe and stuff like that. That shit it's been known to happen. You start emphasizing empath empathizing with your captor. So, um and and I thought that they would go along a lot longer than they did with her not knowing that the guy in the park on the park bench was responsible for all this. Yeah. I thought that the concept of the movie was going to be She's going to go through all this shit. He's behind the scenes the entire time. And she is, ne- I, I, if I would have plotted it out, it would be that she never knows. And then she finally, there's a reveal and she's like, Oh my God, I did this. And what, a, you know, a person, but they pretty much reveal the other guy say to her, You know, you did this, blah, 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 blah. And so that happens. Now you go through, um, some things with some other gangsters uh, that I think are kind of either trying to uh, take over their business. Their, their, it's it's their, kind of
1: it's kind of unclear.
2: Yeah, uh, like may I, I for some reason I'm thinking that may, the one guy had some tattoos and stuff, so I'm thinking maybe he was a yakuza. Yeah, I think he, I well, think he was this,
1: yakuza because they they made yeah. it a point to show him taking his shirt off.
2: Right, and it seemed to me like they were saying at one point. Uh, that okay well it, wouldn't, it probably wouldn't be yakuza because it's it's seoul it's just south korea right
1: well i think there's korean yakuza
2: it, well i don't know well, i I, don't I, I just assumed the yakuza was japanese and triads were chinese or whatever so maybe it's triads i don't know but anyway um that this guy it was almost like uh in goodfellas where billy bats. Gets out of prison and he comes back and they're like, "Hey, there's bats." And that's kind of like what this guy was. He had been somebody before, like maybe he had run the place before, and he was going to come back and try and take over. And you can tell that he kind of has some juice because he goes in, he's and he's always slapping people upside the head.
1: It's a very nobody, slappy movie.
2: Yeah, and nobody will do anything to him because it's like almost like he's a made man, and these guys are more like uh, like soldiers. Like in, in the hierarchy of the mafia, you had the you know, the people we know, uh people that that, that that you know, that they have the soldiers and then the made men and then the, you know, whatever. And the uh Han Key and his two buddies are more like the soldiers, I think, that are just kind of street thug level guys that run that stuff, but they have a boss. Well then this guy shows up who I like I said is like kind of like a Billy Bats guy who who he is a maid guy, and you're not supposed to touch a maid guy. Well, then um, – but they do fight with his henchmen, and there's some pretty gruesome stuff. It's almost like prison violence. Oh, the fucking glass Where, was yeah, brutal. Because I think with like a, either um, uh, Singapore and Japan and uh, maybe S- Seoul because I'm not sure we'd have to ask – uh, Nurse Cinderella Poo, or her <laughs> counterpart uh, Jakey Poo, um, about this because I'm not sure about firearms. I know that you know they have the military, the Rock uh, Republic of Korea military in South Korea, uh, but in some of these countries, like the, there's no firearms, so. Uh, t- there's a lot of stabbings and stuff like that, and um, these there, there are several occasions where these guys are pretty industrious, and I was just watching another thing to add to my list, some documentaries about uh, prisons uh, <laughs> where they'll make shanks out of lots of different things, and they use like a plate glass or tempered glass and, uh, and use it to stab people and stuff. But when it comes down to it, like, uh, you know, the the tenuous link between these two movies is unconventional love. Um, Another thing that I was torn about this movie as it progressed, I like that it wasn't, uh, in some ways, I liked that it wasn't conventional in how. It progressed and and the and the the uh, the the uh, ending and how uh, the, the sort of the things the conclusion uh, was not conventional, but in some ways uh, I sort of didn't like it because I was okay. You take into account some of the stuff I was talking about with like Stockholm syndrome and stuff like that. Right? Okay, maybe that maybe that helps it to work and um now
1: well i think i think from okay from my my take on that what what well, works what's
2: the period of time what's the period of time from the time that she is is this supposed to be like a year or yeah it's got to be
1: it's got to be months and months i mean cuz i
2: was wondering how long it it would take
1: take how long it takes her to go feral
2: <laughs> well not just that but um there was a couple of other things uh, – for, for 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 me, for this to go as far as it went with its conclusion, uh-huh. um, I would think that it would have to be over quite a long period of time for someone to, to get to that level for her to do what she did. Yeah. Now, okay, uh, if it wasn't that long of a time, then you have to think, okay um, – because the, the, the it's almost like the military or something where they say w- at boot camp we're going to we're going to break we're going to tear you down we're going to tear you down to the ground and break you and then like i said it's almost a conditioning to bring you back up or whatever so but like I said, it's only a certain amount of time for the movie, so – but I mean if, if they said, okay, this was over a, a, a quite a period of time, I could see maybe this happening. Or depending on the person's personality, the girl's personality, what kind of a person she was, there was one part of this that I was confused about, and I needed to ask you. Um, can,
1: can you safely ask me?
2: There is a person – Okay. First of all, there are pictures buried in the sand, Yes. and there is a person yes. that they possibly –
1: yes. Put them there.
2: Yes, but – okay. What was the deal with that? That they, they – those two just – these two people just show up, and this person just happens to be there at this time and then does something which I can only – my my – thoughts or my conclusion to what was going on there was this person is doing themselves harm
1: yeah she didn't she didn't make it okay now I think it was just coincidence that they that the two people happened upon her
2: that's a hell of a fuck but 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 but, but. the pictures certain people's faces were removed and then toward the end that they that that puzzle piece was put together yes that person that did that was she involved with
1: well th- that's what i was getting ready to touch on a minute ago go ahead you you you're, you're not told that answer and they're right. not told a lot of answers um uh, in, there's v- the the dialogue in this is is sparse right you don't know exactly because of the way he allows certain things to unfold, you still don't know exactly what he is going through and what he's feeling towards her. Because on the one hand, he could just, you know, force himself on her, but he still, like, watches her and, but doesn't look happy about it. Well, At he, times he tries to protect her, and times he doesn't. But because he doesn't say anything, you don't know why.
2: I grab a jab. Well, wasn't there wasn't there a time where he kind of you know he's like okay um he's his thing at one point is like okay here's this girl i think she's in the in the man thing first of all you're sitting there watching somebody get naked a lot you're sitting there watching people have sex and um if I'm if I'm correct, uh, didn't he eventually? You know, his his dick and balls kick in, and he's like, oh, <laughs> you yep. okay." But then he gives her the. I mean, it's a very Jack Rabbit, you know, kind of kind of which wasn't really impressive, and I don't think she was that impressed.
1: I see, think, I think, and I. I, I I think we're left with a lot of things to answer yeah, ourselves. and
2: maybe that's a good thing. But uh, it's also – that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of torn because there were things like that.
1: And, and It could be as simple as those photos needed to be part of the images you later see, and it could be as more complex as that's a, a, a circle getting completed in a way.
2: Well, I mean, it's like, okay, was that person actually even there on the beach? I think she was. Okay, but that's a hell of a coincidence.
1: Well, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I don't know, that, but there's things like that 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 they kind of take it down for me, and then uh, uh, and like I said,
1: that part helped it for me because I I like the fact that it left it obscure and left it to you to figure out. And, right. and some drawing. people have trouble with that, but it leaves you to come up with your own conclusions about why she becomes like she is and why she is invested in this guy that's kind of yeah. ruined her life and why what his what's going on with him. And all that stuff. So
2: Now, a criticism of the movie, not mine, mm-hmm. but I can see the criticism after, you know, I was kind of reading it, was, um, okay, now how long is this fucker?
1: An hour and 40.
2: Okay, it's an hour and 40 minutes. And one criticism that I read several times was, um, okay, uh, other than the fact that there's uh, a lot of time where there's, you know, the guy never says anything, is... Um, you're seeing the same thing over and and I, I to me over and over and over and over and over, but to me that's also establishing um this routine that's what's happening that's how this person is going through this and and yeah. it's showing kind of a breaking down kind of a thing where uh it, it, it's it's may seem like you're seeing the same thing over and over and over, but as it's going along, this person is Change it. But yeah. but not just the, the girl. The guy is too. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. But you know, that like you said, maybe that's part of the charm. some people this I think this movie I would say that it's not for
1: everybody. Right. Definitely it's, because the pacing's it, a little weird.
2: It, it it doesn't it's not the kind of movie that's going to go in, in a typical <laughs> Hollywood like story. And it doesn't hand feed you everything, right. and it's kind of a... Uh, a uh, I don't know if I want to say a dirty kind of a scuzzy. Well, you don't
1: you don't feel clean while you're watching it, and it's yeah. not a it's not a happy story. But I, I think I think but, but, I
2: mean, you know. Okay, in the end, mm-hmm. is there in some strange. Maybe sadomasochistic kind of way that you can say in this movie that it was a happy ending.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, now isn't that fucked up? It is fucked <laughs> I mean, up, and it, it's. it's got, I mean, it up. it ends it ends on an upward slant. Maybe, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but we don't know. We, I mean, it's, we no, we you know. I
2: can see where where I mean cuz I feel the same way if I look at it that way but the 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 normal good person in me says no this is fucking uh, there's, <laughs> you know uh, for 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 someone to get to that point to okay if i saw Okay, let's just say um, – now, of course, my love for Mila Jovovich has waned in the fact that she married a hack, <laughs> and she had a baby with him, and she's getting older and everything. But when I was at my height of Mila love – okay, say, for example, this was the same sort of situation, and she has no interest in me. She looks at me with disdain when she sees me at Horrorhound, But <laughs> – through some way with chloroform and a rag, <laughs> and I chain her up in the goddamn uh, uh, lair in, in my in my lair in my basement to the pole that supports the roof or the the floor of the of the whatever. Okay, and I put her through whatever, and in the end, um, she she I am like she is like dependent on me. She I am like. Like I said, a sadomasochistic relationship. I am her – she, she for whatever reason, clings to me. I am her David Koresh or something like that or Charles Manson or whatever. Okay, as a normal person, <laughs> there's – I mean to, for, to have to go to that extent to almost destroy someone and to destroy their brain and destroy them as a person – to, I mean, that, that, how could that be anything but fucking an abomination of like a, a fucking total, a colossal vulgarity, yeah. as Terry Funk said about the match with <laughs> the great Muda and him in a cage with electrified bar- barbed wire against Ric Flair and Sting with Gary Hart as <laughs> their enforcer with his towel and Ole Anderson with his towel? Okay. See how I'm bringing it around. Good anyway, job. but you see know what I'm saying. But that's what that's one of the. That's why it's so fucked up that it's almost genius, <laughs> but it's almost so fucked up that it's almost kind of like okay, really, huh?
1: <laughs>
2: so I, that's why I'm, I'm torn. Yeah,
1: see, I'm torn. I, I am too, and I and I know what you mean. I mean, it's 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 not there. N- nothing that happens, and the people in this are not easy to like um i don't even know that I'm i do so but that's
2: kind of taking a little far there dude you, what <laughs> i said i'm kind of i'm kind of a, a fucking odd and fucked up person myself but that's kind of fucked up and kind of
1: <laughs> yeah yeah far. the but uh, i mean that's that's what's challenging and that's what's rewarding about it is the fact that you can you know you can read all this stuff into it and that you can have this discussion about it whereas you know if it was Hollywood cop, that's something completely different. You know, I mean, that's, that's what, that's the, the magic of this kind of movie is that you get that kind of, that kind of, uh, back and forth, that kind of discussion with it. So, um, no, there's it, it
2: definitely does. Um, you, you, it's, it's one that you'll definitely kind of talk about, you know, it's, yeah. it, you'll, you'll get a conversation out of it. You know, I, I just hope that by watching this, that uh, it doesn't plant a seed. <laughs> and i go and get olivia wilde or something like that and you know
1: <laughs> chloroform rag uh like to to the dungeon of the Doom.
2: Hold would be good too i gotta <laughs> practice that shenanamaki uh, <laughs> who was the
1: who was the king of the sleeper who was who was the best sleeper hold? oh
2: my god there were lots of sleepers there was Vern ganya was the king of the sleeper he was a big sleeper guy uh, Roddy shit, Roddy though.
1: Piper changed it to his final move eventually.
2: Yeah, Maniac Mark Lewin did the sleeper, and then he'd roll <sighs> his eyes up in his head, and then and then he'd go nuts because he was crazy. And the Great Mephisto would try, and, and they'd be like, "Wake him, wake him up!" And he wouldn't like wake the guy up because he was nuts.
1: Adrian, they'd have to put, Adrian Adonis.
2: Adrian Adonis with a good night, Irene. There was a lot of yeah, fucking sleepers.
1: Yeah. Anyway, the um the pacing, like I said, in this movie can be a little awkward. Um, that i mean that would be i guess my biggest complaint of it the the prison thing was i didn't understand like that could have been left out entirely i didn't understand that at all um yeah. although of all the prison movies i've ever seen i can't believe i've ever i've never seen someone smoke a cigarette through the little hole in the visitor partition <laughs>
2: holy shit i was just talking about patty hurst and uh mark um Mark S., I guess I I'll say because I don't want to say his name on there. air, posted a picture of, uh, I think, him standing by, a great big picture of Patty Hearst oh, with a symbol, the Symbonese Liberation Army. That's, that's kind of – now, see, that might be speaking to me and telling me that this need, is the way that, to go.
1: That you need to celebrate Jesus today. He letting you know. I don't know.
2: Well, you know what? You know, maybe we do.
1: Now the the bad maybe we do
2: <laughs> after watching this movie.
1: I'll tell you the 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 bad guy. He must shop at the same t shirt shop as Hulk Hogan because whenever yeah. there's any kind of scuffle at all, his t shirts just like explode into three.
2: <laughs> when he finally did speak, he had a high pitched voice. Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> yeah, he didn't have um, a family
1: voice. The um, hey my, my possible favorites uh, parts of this are. And you can tell that uh, Kim Ki-duck is a visual artist. Um, some of the shots in this are fucking just remarkable. Like um, really early on with him watching her through the mirror and she's got this like, there's, I don't know what it says. There's something written in Korean on the, on the mirror, mm. but that then shows through uh, into this like dark and shady room he's sitting in. And these like this, these Korean letters just displayed on his face basically while he's kind of like un- in shadow, which was really great looking. Um, there's a couple of really, just really w- well shot scenes through that mirror, like him leaning his head in together while she- she's basically like, you know, uh, 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 and he's just like, I'm you. And then, <laughs> and their, their heads are coming together, which is just, I don't, it looked really great. Um, but the, the the whole the whole movie and you know it's cool that you mentioned Peeping Tom because that's kind of like the the feel of this movie. It's a very mm-hmm. voyeuristic movie. I mean, it's all about it's all there's always somebody watching somebody else. What do you um,
2: think of? I mean, uh, as as just a, as a normal loaf, um, <laughs> uh,
1: are
2: do you think that you have voyeuristic tendencies?
1: Well, I, I do Maybe. in a way. I don't like to. I don't want to see anybody like. I don't want to watch somebody doing something that yeah, that would embarrass them if they knew I was saw them, but there's something I like, like people watching. I like watching people that don't know that I'm watching them. Mm, So you're a weirdo. Well, and you know, what it reminds me of is, um, when I was a kid, I, you know, third, 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 fourth grade, I had a lot of trouble sleeping at night and I would always try to find different things to relax me. Mm. And one of those was my bed was situated in a way that I could leave the blinds open and I could see the neighbor's house across the street. Now the house is too far away to see anything going on inside, but for some reason it was relaxing to me to see them move from room to room and like, cause you would see lights turn on in one Mm -hmm. room and something was always like, I I don't know, maybe just now seeing that kind of stuff makes me relax now. But like, you know, like watching somebody, uh, like I'll be inside and just watching somebody like walk the dog outside my window yeah that kind of thing it's just like when like people were acting naturally is very intriguing to me i don't want to see like i said somebody like i don't want to, i'm not waiting for somebody to like pick their ass or take a shit or something but
2: or like the like uh john belushi in animal house where the girl stands <laughs> right in front of the window and just takes her big jugs out and starts rubbing them and shit i,
1: now, right
2: I would about. i would not mind that at all
1: uh yeah okay i, I might be all so. right with that. But um, I, I mean, like there's that. a That's lot a of that. There's peeking through the mirror, you know, the the holes in the photos was great. The a um, lot of reflections, and there's even one near the end of the movie where that you even get an idea that the the filmmaker himself is being a voyeur because, like, the camera there. The, the the end scene takes place on a, on a shoreline, and the the camera is actually in a boat, and that you could tell like you could tell it because the f- camera is bobbing up and down, and the did you get sick? No, no, it didn't last long enough for that, but the, the people are var, i mean there's no way you'd ever hear what they were saying. You can just see them, they look like they're probably probably you know two two hundred feet or more away, and you see them doing something, and the the camera's actually moving up and down like it's sitting on the boat, like someone's sitting in the boat watching them, which I thought was really kind of a nice touch too so anyway, let's get into our ratings here.
2: Oh God, this is really hard to rate um. I knew nothing about it and it is different. I almost have to put aside my. I mean, as as a person reviewing movies, I hate to say critic because we're just like hack fucking douchebags (laughs) doing this shit. But, and, and not to be, you know, we're supposed to be trying to be funny and I'm being all like fucking analytical. Well, you know, Jesus Christ, this is. But, um,. Putting personal feelings aside, with the, you know how repulsive or how repugnant mm-hmm. the, the 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 person is, I mean that's the character. This is a unique story. Uh, it does not go the way that I expected. It wasn't what I expected. It does kind of play with your emotions, which is a, was not a bad thing. Uh, I, I like that. It's different. It's not cookie cutter. Um, oh. I give it a 7.75 because even though I know that maybe it was calculated to leave a few things open, Mm -hmm. I don't mind the guy not talking and you kind of – adding maybe some of your own feelings or own uh, experiences. Oh, he,
1: he was awesome because I, right. I, I, it's got to be testament to a strong performance right. where, where I went almost the whole movie, and when he talked, I was like, wait, well, was that the first time I heard him talk? Yeah, I didn't even realize you it.
2: You don't realize it because it just his his mannerisms, and he's not. He's intense, and, yeah. Yeah, he's very intense. But the the, the now those parts where they kind of leave that stuff open for you to imagine stuff – the part with the 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 thing we were talking about that I thought was very vague, um, I thought it was a little too open. And okay. if I interpreted it the way at face value for what it was, I was like, okay, what the fucking hell? You know, here he – I just didn't – I kind of uh, – I don't know. Uh, but but like i said i i I think it's a good movie i think it's worth a watch i i would recommend it
1: that left us that that, the photo thing left you with it it was an easy path to get to um to an image right uh, i
2: liked i liked that image
1: yeah because Uh, you kind of it's you know filling in the blank the image of filling in the blank like put what you want here
2: and, I mean, this, is, this movie, it definitely, it, it masturbated my emotions big time because there was, there was like I said, right at first, my, your initial male macho thing is, you know, fucking cunt, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then you're, I mean, there was such a point of despair and sadness and, you know, I was just like, Jesus. There was one point where I literally was, you know, like if I was writing notes, I was like, you know, I would love to be Frank Castle. With a goddamn uh, like uh, you know AR fifteen or AK forty seven or something like that, and go in there and just blast the shit out of those motherfuckers. The 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 whole concept, like I said, of you know that that white slavery kind of a thing, or or even a prison movie with men where uh, some great big guy is preying on this yeah. little guy, and the guy is almost you know he's just basically physically helpless, and someone just taking advantage of them and using them and just treating them like a piece of meat just fucking repulses me so much.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. But, I mean, it should. Yep. I guess that means you're normal, maybe.
1: Um, I give this a 7.25. I'm right there with you. I mean, this is... Uh, it's a challenging movie, probably one that will reward... be You know, give you a reward on Revisit. Um, like I said, the the pacing can be a little weird. And I, and I could see when you said you read the criticism that the same thing happens over and over again. And, and it can... It can be exhausting if right. if you're into into it emotionally, mm-hmm. and it can be um, it can be repetitive if it's not your cup of tea. So, right. Um,
2: but like I said, I can see that point. But if you're just taking everything, just kind of like, okay, well, why don't they get to it? Or, but the whole concept of the movie is this uh, destruction of a person, and that yeah. takes place over time, yep. and that is. That rep- repetitive thing is, is is the horrible uh, uh, aspect, or the horrible situation that she's in day in and day out, repetitive every day, the same horrible thing. Now, that 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 slight and slow change of that person has to happen that way for it to reach its inevitable conclusion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh. Okay, we're getting all (coughs) deep and shit. Matsuzaka, you done good, buddy. He done Um, did. Done did good. All right, Um, we're going to take a break. I think I just lost Zom, and we'll be right back with some Feed Sack. Ahoy, mateys. This is K.A.B., Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here, beaming a signal across the sea. I'll be here playing music all through the witching hour. I'm still waiting to hear from that weatherman. But in the meantime, stay here with me. Be sure to visit our sponsor, Paracinema Magazine. They're the source for all your genre movie needs. Check them out online at paracinema.net. Tell them Stevie sent you. Keep me turned on for a while, and I'll do my best to do the same for you.
3: The smooth sound. Fabulous. 13.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> I when Tom Jones? Did What's that?
2: I remember when Tom Jones did that song.
1: We got the Wham! version.
2: Yeah, that's almost as good as Tom Jones. Chris
1: B. Chris B. was in Wham. I think. All right. <laughs> Time for feed sack. Let's turn this shit off. <laughs> I'm just uh, a love machine. All right. How we get celebrity calls in now? Here we go. I'm
2: not even a love machine anymore. This is Arnold. <laughs> I notice Sly
3: has been covering pumping iron on the GGTMC about me. He is a traitor. He rings in the silver and gold every week, and then hires his tight butt cheeks out to the GGTMC <laughs> instead of covering <laughs> it on the silver and gold. He would be nothing without me. The only reason Expendables 2 was successful is because I was in it. Bullet in the head was a piece of shit. Everyone knows the last stand is better. So, slide you can look on my big juicy bratwurst. P.S. I've sold half your half of Planet Hollywood to
2: Steven Cigar, you motherfucker.
1: Uh, I have no idea who that was. I mean, it was Arnold.
2: Did you um, finish listening to GGTMC? That's the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema bringing class to trash since (laughs) 1977.
1: (laughs) I I have not listened to... The Pumping Iron episode? Yes, I've listened to the Pumping Iron review, which was fucking awesome.
2: um, Let me just say, because I was going to tell you the other day about a part that um, uh, about made me piss my pants. It had to do with Ken Waller doing something to himself in the corner.
1: <laughs> they could not breathe. I, I will, uh, that will be one of those things I remember because I know I was driving when I listened to it, and I can remember exactly where I was on the road and exactly what, it, like what the time of day.
2: <laughs> Someone compared it to uh, us on Action Attraction.
1: That was uh, me, yes. Not and whole. I,
2: I don't know what they mean. I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> when you and I were, were, when you and I were with we Mikey, bum rushed
2: at, Mikey's show. <laughs> Mikey show. He couldn't get like the nasty boys.
1: He just fucking get a word in.
2: Every time he tried to talk, we held his face <laughs> up against our armpits in the in the corner turnbuckle. <laughs>
1: that was awesome. Yes, uh,
2: we talked. We discussed that at Horror Hound. By the way,
1: whatever happened to Mikey?
2: It's not Mikey anymore. It's not even Metal Mikey. It's Michael what stop yes yes and i'm not shitting you he is now michael stop it! i don't know i don't think it's by his choice but i think that he will definitely embrace it uh because he did um i i i I have a feeling he might have used the same techniques as bad guy did (laughs) on his new uh friend
1: (laughs) does does he have the exploding hulk hogan t-shirts though that's the question
2: I don't know, but uh, let's, just, let's just put it this way. Um, if you go to Whorehound anytime in the future and mm-hmm. Michael is there with his friend, you will have somebody to talk uh, with sports about. <laughs> and it's not Michael. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Michael don't like sports.
2: Michael's awesome. And um, so is his new friend. She's very nice.
1: I love metallic Michael. All right. Yeah. Next feed sec.
2: Hey,
3: there you go. This is the rest is the load. Now, what the fuck? You fucking meat... Well, wait, uh, you're not fucking meatballs. you fucking scumbags, man. you fucking... What the fuck do you fucking scumbags fucking think you're doing? Third place? Third fucking place, what? You know, I'm fucking... I'm sly. fucking sly of the tiger. That's my fucking song. How could I not fucking win? Fucking, you got some fucking Spanish guy. You can't even fucking <laughs> play his fucking song on the fucking on your show. Fucking, oh, you fucking! You do not want to fucking push me. You know I fucking said it last week. Don't push me. You know you fucking saw so what happened in fucking Rambo and fucking people push me. Fucking you know I'm fucking smart, gonna fucking break. You know It's <laughs> fucking fun, fucking place. You fucking. What the fuck? You fucking scumbags. <laughs> Ugh.
1: Ugh. I think he was going to cry.
2: Well, that's the way it goes. If you're not going to bring it, then, you know.
1: <laughs> I did like
2: slides. We gave every fucking person. Okay. Paul submitted his... Or submitted his submission. <laughs> Paul submitted his entry... Like one of the first ones, so everyone knew where the bar was set, and we gave week after week after week people an opportunity. I, gotta,
1: I, I will say, Sly the Tiger was pretty awesome, though.
2: It was pretty awesome, but you know what? It wasn't awesome enough.
1: Okay. Well, you might feel better. Listen, here's he called back. Right. Uh, I think he might be. He might have calmed down a little bit.
3: Hey, here we go. This is Sylvester this oh,
1: it's uh, Sylvester Stallone.
3: See, man. Look what you fucking guys did, you got me all mad again, you know? <laughs> fucking, I don't like getting mad at you guys. Fucking, I still want to just fucking get you guys down in my basement and you're underpants. <laughs> fucking walk it out with me, you know? Fucking, fucking be brilliant. <laughs> But, you know, you just fucking push Sly too much and fucking, you fucking wake the beast, you know. I fucking, <laughs> I can't be responsible if you fucking keep doing that, you know. Fucking, yeah. Uh, fucking, yeah, you fucking have weeks and say, oh, you know, like you got two fucking messages played. Who well, fucking... Sly watch two messages, played, you fucking record two messages like I'm doing now, you know? Fucking, Actually, I four. I fucking need at least I mean, one message every week, alert. you know? I can have as many as I want every week. I can fucking call you a hundred times if I wanted to, you know? <laughs> I got a billion dollars. I can fucking spend all day fucking phoning up silver and gold, you know? Fucking talking about fucking my muscles and fucking working out and all that kind of shit. You guys fucking... You guys have to play at least one fucking fly voicemail. <laughs> fucking yeah, you know, fucking sort that shit out. Uh that's fucking about all I gotta say. It's fucking you know, I want you guys to no, know I fucking do love you and you know, fucking it'd be good to see you in your fucking underpants working out, you know, fucking with me, fucking getting sweaty You, know, you can't you don't have to do like a seven hour workout, you can do like six and a half hours or <laughs> something, you know. Just fucking get on pub. Do you fucking love it, man?
1: Ugh. I wonder um I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what Sly thinks of the gazelle. Um, Is that a proper workout for Sly or does he Oh fuck
2: no, man. He's the, like hanging and banging.
1: Does he still does he still Brother. do the do the uh do the the free weights like the 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 iron like clank clank or does maybe a, a uses,
2: log on his back through the yeah. snow?
1: <laughs> yeah you know, know he beard. he
2: does i mean he try he 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 cre- he's a creative uh uh you know what would have been even better though is if he would have been carrying that log on his back running through the snow and shit like that um in his underpants
1: <laughs> yes barefoot in the snow in his underpants yeah <sighs>
2: you know i understand that he was married to brigitte nielsen was he really at really one know. time and um I kind of always thought that it was She looks like it, there's a possibility that at one point in her life she could have had a dong.
1: <laughs> yeah, or maybe still.
2: She's very very big.
1: Yeah, very tall, very
2: I wonder well, I wonder how sly I mean, I wonder if it like emasculated him.
1: Oh my god, she had she to she have was, been at least a foot taller, right? She's
2: like six foot three and then she would wear heels, so she was probably like six foot six and he's what, five foot two? <laughs>
1: Is he really that short?
2: Oh, he's short. I know he he's short. I know he's a 5'2. He's a small man. Very tiny. Yeah. Well, mentally. that's why his dick, he, it's not really that big, but it appears bigger. In relation, Because yeah. he's short, because it's closer to the ground.
1: <laughs> oh, we're going to get a nasty voicemail for that one. I don't think so. All right. Next voicemail.
2: I think you will understand the comedy. Hey. Here I just here wanted
3: we to. This is the. I'm uh, working out oh. I got back I to towel, 10 minutes. yeah. <laughs> Jason's day
0: from... What? Oh, hey, you all right there, guys? How's it going? <laughs> Jason Fucking stay for me. Yeah. We're uh, we're working out, and uh, we've had too many Easter fucking eggs.
3: Yeah, I fucking, I fucking had too many eggs, man. I feel like a fucking slob, you know? I, fucking, <laughs> I need to fucking do it fucking at least 10 hours of working out today, Jason. Yeah, do you but, yeah. Bad? Ten fucking hours, man. I'm I'm up for that. That'd be perfect. Yeah, fucking, just gonna, Yeah, he's fucking. Yeah, Whoa. he's feeling that pump, man. He's oh. fucking good shit there. You know, <laughs> Get some big fucking weights. Fucking. Get in my underpants. Fucking. Get the heat on and just fucking <laughs> start working out. You know.
2: It's
0: fucking good time. Fucking good time. I did. Uh, I did try to fucking explain to you, Slider. You know, the protein in eggs—you only get that in proper fucking eggs, not chocolate Easter eggs. <laughs> so uh, I, d- I don't think you should have had as many as you did last night, man.
3: Oh, I feel. I feel rough, man. I'm fucking, <laughs> you know, my body is a fucking temple. I'm sixty-six years old. You know, I fucking got a lot of fucking life experience. You know, I'm fucking, but I, I like fucking Easter eggs.
0: You know, I'm fucking, it's fucking pretty. I can't help but eat them. <laughs> what what better way to celebrate uh the birth and rebirth, death and rebirth of our Lord Jesus Christ than eating fucking chocolate eggs? Yeah
3: fucking, It's fucking
0: it's common sense. It's, it's, it's common it's sense.
3: It's what you fucking what, you know? Fucking you know, I was talking to Ash was, uh, the other day and fucking
0: Whoa well, well, eh? I, uh, what,
3: uh, who? what? Oh, sorry, I thought you said someone else. Hey, he's my pal, <laughs> you know, yeah, at Hollywood fucking and all that cat, shit, man. Hey, yeah, yeah, you know, wait, anyway, you know, he's like, nah, you, fucking, you eat all these fucking eggs, you know. You fucking <laughs> stop fucking eating this chocolate, you know. You're going to fucking lose your veins, you know. You fucking <laughs> put your fat on, you won't have any veins. Sure. People like... <laughs> People want to see his fly, they want to see his muscles, but they
0: want to see his veins. Fuck yeah, well you've got some fucking, you've got a hell of a set of fucking veins on you there. Yeah, I, 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 they're throbbing, I can see them <laughs> from here. Fucking
1: hell. Uh, okay, we got one more.
0: <laughs> I think uh, fucking irony has got a fucking nerve telling you about eating Easter eggs. Have you seen that fat cunt recently? <laughs> he's so fucking out of shape, He's fucking appalling. How can he call himself a fucking action hero? When his fucking gut's hanging down to his fucking knees. He's, he's a fucking <laughs> sickening. Uh,
3: well, you know... i think do I'm his thinking, wife, though. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I fucking got no opinions on that. You know, Sly's got a big dick and fucking... You know, his big muscles those You know, he doesn't have his muscles anymore, but it's because he's fucking... All about talking. He doesn't want to fucking show people's muscles anymore. But Sly, you know, people want to see my muscles. They want to see our muscles as well. But he's fucking—he, you know, he's giving up. You
0: know, yeah, they ain't what they once he's... were. Uh, Sly, his muscles so for uh, you know, I'm—I'm—I've been let down by his muscles. I got—I got all met. Right. You know, fucking. Oh, 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 oh! Sorry, I was just doing the split. there. Did you see that? Did you see?" That? <laughs> yeah, that was good. You got
3: good lunge right? there. You fucking... got down low. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, Thanks. you know, fucking all that weight
0: you got there oh. as well.
3: You know, it's fucking. I think I gotta yeah. get some
0: different pants to work out in because these ones are chafing a bit. Yeah, sorry, but... fucking...
3: Oh, no you, know, you yeah. don't want to get yourself sore down there. You know, fucking like, that. Fucking you man. Know, we got it, another it? 9 hours, like 9 hours, 50 fucking odd minutes to go yeah. work it out, you know? I've got some get Vaseline,
0: I, I can get some Vaseline on little Jason, you can put some on uh, the big sly
3: if yeah, you Yeah, know. like it <laughs> helps, you know, stops on the chafing, you know, it's all good. Anyway, fucking, we hope you fucking enjoy your Easter eggs and make sure you fucking work out and fucking... I don't feel like a big fat slob at the end of the day, you know? I'd
0: just like to say as well, my good mate Sylvester Stallone was fucking robbed in your fucking karaoke competition. Yeah! yeah, yeah. A bunch of fucking cunts. Oh, you he didn't fucking listen to what he did. He was miles better <laughs> than it... fucking anyone else. But he can yeah. back an the fuck's wrong, you uh, pair of daft cunts? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think yeah. there's any more to add to that. Urgh! Urgh!
1: Oh, he got um, them all riled up again. I thought
2: Sly ate his Easter eggs raw, like in a glass.
1: <laughs> he, cra- he cracks his Cadbury eggs open yeah. and, and drops the goo in.
2: That's such a stupid fucking song. <laughs> he probably li- like he probably plays that like when he's like taking a shit or fucking making toast or something. And eat a baloney fucking sandwich.
1: Eat a baloney.
2: All all he's got is memories. That's all I gotta say.
1: And veins.
2: Yep, veiny memories. My grandma had veins like that too. They were called varicose veins, <laughs> yeah. and she didn't have to lift a fucking weight.
1: Maybe Sly should post a nasty picture about all the workout he does, and when the old lady gets appreciated for her veins for not working out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. So next week on the show, thank you, Sly, for all the voicemail. Ah, uh,
2: you know, you gotta love the guy.
1: You do, you do. And we're gonna do we're gonna do a couple of Sly movies soon. I posted them to Zom. Uh, we're we're, yeah. we're working out working it out. And we're working out in our underpants. Um, so next week on the show, uh, so when, um, when CDR and uh, Paul came on to do our Top 30 with us, uh, we, uh, to thank them, we wanted them to program a show for us each. So we're going to do Chris's show first. We're going to do that next week. Um, what he has chosen for our double feature is a Once Upon a Time in Japan double feature. So we're doing a film from 1983. Now, these films are completely... Like never heard of anything. I don't know. I'm going in blind completely and I'm going to keep it that way. I'm going to start them and watch them without knowing anything. So Um, we have uh, from 1983 Ballad of Narayama and from 1990 Ronan Guy. And I, I would guess that's a samurai movie. So Ronan Guy and Ballad of Narayama for CDR's picks next week. Um you can always send us feedback to two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred or to gold Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes on our website at silvaandgold.com and uh on Stitcher Radio and join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Silvaandgold. Ah it's getting late. So um I'm gonna you probably guys have probably noticed this show's coming out on Sunday night. Um, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna start trying to make that our regular time because because of my work schedule, it's a little weird for uh, trying to get a regular recording schedule. So what I want to do is ha- at least have a regular release day. So you know, if
2: you were unemployed, we could fucking. Do when this I was at unemployed,
1: anytime. it was a lot easier to do this fucking show. It was definitely easier. <laughs> um. So. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna. Regardless of what day we're gonna. We're. Uh, record. We're gonna try to uh, get it released on Sunday nights from now on. So look for it then um look
2: for it then
1: uh and thanks matt Suzaka again check out uh check out his blog it's chuck norris ate my he, re- he does a lot of horror stuff he does, he does a lot of other movie stuff too always does a great halloween segment and uh he's uh, he, he's he's worth a read although i don't think he's been super active lately so
2: would chuck norris eat your baby if your baby was gay
1: uh, he would, but he would probably throw up afterwards.
2: Yeah, that's true. What um, a jerk! <laughs>
1: uh, so, uh, Zom, do you have anything else, sir?
2: Um, I just want to say to everyone out there, Happy
1: Easter! Oh yeah, about the Easter egg thing. So that's that's totally the uh, the uh, the Christians stealing the uh, pagan uh, pagan holidays again. Just like just like Christmas is the winter sol- solstice, Easter was actually a... uh, There's a folk... uh, um, Like an old folk folk tale. Um, The goddess named Oestre, or I don't know how to pronounce it. O-E-S-T-R-E. She came across a bird that was injured, and uh, it was dying. And the only way that she could figure out how to save it, and and I've not read the story, but the only way she could save it was by turning it into a rabbit. And this rabbit... this rabbit was then able to still lay eggs because it, it used to be a bird. So, there you go.
2: That doesn't even sound real to me. Look
1: it up. O-E-S-T-R-E. Uh, anyway, um, on that little tidbit, until next week, this is loaf. oot.
2: And there's almost just
1: bias.